I will just I will just preface this now. Well, Colin's looking up this. Uh, Colin's looking up the story. I do apologise for the uh, all the all the noises that you're going to hear through through illness. It's it's the height of the cold season in Scotland. There's actually going to be a few sniffles, some rage in there from this whatever the hell's happening with my nose. It's like fucking air is collecting in my nose, and it's just constant causing me to stop speaking every now and again. I like that you put that in at the two hour mark. Yeah, I'm just apologising now. It's called housekeeping at the end. <laughs> So I'm going to edit this and put it at the start. Yeah, just cut this out and put it right at the start. Intro music now. <laughs> Welcome to the Jibberfish Podcast. Well, we may be considering an unsustainable uh, whiskey purchase, but we're here to talk jibberfish, aren't we, Dom? Oh, yeah, we are. We're uh, back after far too fucking long. The exams yeah. are finished. Christmas is over. Christmas is over. I've played 23 hours of Smash Bros. within the first two days after my exams. Shit a I, dick. I, I unlocked all the characters within four hours, because me and my brother just played match after match after match after match. I've barely even started the adventure mode. I was going to say, aren't, isn't that like a wireless controller? Like, would that not be an issue at a certain point? But no, no, pros no. only play with a wired controller. I played with the GameCube controller and the GameCube adapter. So I've been playing with... 23 bit, hours, though. 23 hours. Yeah. It's because, I don't know what it was. On the 21st, um, which was the day, the Friday that I finished my exam, I was meant to go out. Yeah. Uh, with sort of uni mates and stuff, just kind of, we're free for four weeks, fucking brilliant, that kind of shit. But... Then it got cancelled because a couple of people didn't really want to hang around with the weird Romanian dude. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which, yeah, I'll tell you more about that when the mics are off. He gets a little handsy, kids. Dude, you don't even know the fucking half of it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm the class rep. I get a shit ton of complaints. Uh, but yeah, no one wanted to hang about with the weird Romanian dude. So uh, I thought, right, fuck it, I'm going to go home. I'm going to, you know, I've not really seen my family because I kind of locked myself away. I thought, right, I need to study. Yeah. I think I've done well because there's... There wasn't a question on the paper that I thought I couldn't answer. I thought I prepared myself well enough. But uh, I thought, right, I'm going to spend some time with the family. You know, spent a bit of time with the family. Then went upstairs, played the Smash. But then it just got to the point where I cracked open a couple of tins of Monster. And before I knew it, it was six in the morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've all been there down that dark, horrible, horrible path. It wasn't the... even that. It was just that I was having so much fun playing this goddamn game. Which right. hasn't happened since... I'm trying to think of the last time where I played a game to this degree and I think it might have been probably Resident Evil 2 on the GameCube when I first got my GameCube incidentally I got GameCube for my Christmas as well <laughs> can I ask you see when you did like the 6am like monster energy fueled like thing yeah. of like gaming why do you sweat so much I didn't sweat any you I, didn't I didn't sweat at all every time I do that every time I'm like really up late until we hit that like 4 or 5 o'clock and you go oh shit I gotta go to bed yeah. I'm weirdly sweaty I don't know what the hell it is um, I don't know I think it's just because you get into a, you get into a groove and you just sit there playing the game and obviously if you get into a tough bit you just kind of yeah. you get a bit anxious maybe the body kind of I think up. it must be the the anxiousness the yeah. like the focus the like yeah, the focus is just there but I think yeah when we, there was no anxiety or anything about me playing Sparkles it was just two re, two things that kind of led to my very jovial mood then which is one I'm finally getting to play this game that I've had sitting and staring at me for about three weeks since its release. Two weeks since it's released, and uh, it was just the the kind of release of my exams being done that I don't have to worry about them until yeah. my next set of exams, which is going to be at the end of May. 
So it was just that, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I probably didn't smell too fresh that morning. Because <laughs> I just sat there, I just had, uh, I, I mean, I wasn't, I had the monster, but after I had, I had like two of the smaller tins of monster. I, uh-huh. I think it basically added up to one full tin. I had two of them and then I thought, right, I'm just going to stick to the water because I want to sleep at some point. Yeah. That was my plan. But before I realised that we just got into the swing of it and we played so many fucking matches. Uh, I had this like 2.2 litre, you know the big massive sort of water barrels that you see? Quite a lot of people use them at the gym. Yeah, right yeah, up. those ones. Yeah. Because uh, all the shit that happened with my knee, physios told me that I need to drop, drop some weight, which... I'm taking no offence to it. I think it's finally time that I just start, you know, getting back into some kind of routine workout-wise. So I've been trying to lose a bit of weight. I finished it, had this 2.2 litre water barrel, started drinking it at what I, I think was about nine o'clock at night when I started playing it. And it was completely empty. <laughs> By the time it was like, got to six in the morning, I was like, shit, I finished this entire bottle. I, I genuinely think about it. I spent about the next three minutes just flushing it all out. <laughs> it's like, a good oh. feel though like that that yeah, just that release. release if you hadn't had caffeine if you hadn't had the uh, monster specifically like because it's got the b12 yeah in there that's what makes your piss super yellow yeah after you have a can of monster luminous. pissing it out you're like oh no like it feels bad coming out you're like yeah. oh i need water yeah even if you drink a lot of water it still stays yellow that's horrific that's yeah. really worrying for me yeah, when i'm doing doesn't, that it doesn't flush it yeah so this is our uh i guess i don't want to say it's a christmas episode because christmas is over I don't want I it to be your New Year show. It's going to be the all-encompassing Christmas and probably a bit of New Year. This is our crazy Kwanzaa episode. That's yeah, what it is. It's going to be the Happy Hanukkah episode. Happy Ch- no, that's uh, it's before Christmas. Yeah, I think like that's it. wrapped a... up on like 27th or something. I, can't... Something like I don't remember. I don't, keep, I don't keep track of all these weird religious holidays. I, I just I can't I can barely be bothered keeping track of Christmas. Yeah. Y'all fuckers take up two months at this point. I'm not willing yeah. to sit and like study the whole thing. Motherfuckers that put up their Christmas decorations in November need to slow the hell down. Yeah, stop We've it. We've spoken about that before, but just pack it in. Nobody's happy to see you. No, no one's no <laughs> one's happy to see that weirdo that goes, oh, we put our decorations up in November. We're just, we just love Christmas so much. I went, do you love Christmas or do you hate it? Because <laughs> it sounds like you hate Christmas. I had the, uh, like the, the Christmas party was like the 22nd of December and it's like, yeah. well, let's head out to Edinburgh on the 22nd of December. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I did not bother. I, I just straight up told the person who organised it, said, look. Buddy, sounds like a great time. You have fun with that. <laughs> I'm staying just, home. Image of me with my arms crossed, just shaking my head, popping into your just, mind at that point. I just thought, imagine the sheer number of people. It says, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, We've it got this place. Hell. We've ordered a table. That doesn't mean shit the weekend before Christmas, buddy. Yeah. The no. weekend before Christmas, all bets are off. Uh, we booked a table. Uh, when I, this is when I was still at college. We booked a table at a pub called The Three Sisters in Edinburgh. Really, really good. I think pub. I've been there. Yeah, fantastic chicken wings. Hell of good chicken wings. Yeah, yeah. Nice smoky barbecue sauce. Oh, it's good. Uh, nice bowl of nachos as well. I'd highly recommend it for, for any of our listeners. If you're ever through in Edinburgh, go to the Three Sisters Pub. I think it's uh, it's in a place called the Grass Market. It's easily Googleable. But uh, we booked a table there, and it was the same thing. Uh, it was the week before Christmas. I think it was the 18th. Yeah, we decided to go, and even the woman on the phone said, "We'll book you a table, but." We do get busy around Christmas. There yeah. is absolutely no guarantee that your table will still be there. You'd have to get here pretty early. So we'll book the table for eight. And she went, I recommend you show up at seven. <laughs> well, just to make sure. But yeah, l- luckily we actually got the table. But every single person that walked past us was just mean mugging us, just going, get out. <laughs> Give us the table. I've uh, We were there, I'm trying to remember the last time I was in the Three Sisters. And I think with the exception of one, like using it as a pit stop for like just one pint on the road through Edinburgh. Mm. It was like the World Cup, because I specifically remember a guy in a, a very Scottish man 
jumping on wearing a Brazil t-shirt and like a pair of cargo shorts, jumping on the table and screaming Brazil, like <laughs> at the top of his lungs 20 times. I mean, that's one of the many good things about being Scottish is we know we're not good at football, so we're just going to support the team that we know is going to beat England. Well, if you think about it, we taught the Brazilians. Yep. Brazil was introduced to uh, football by a Scottish priest. Therefore, technically... We still win, yeah. We, I mean, we're technically... It's a lineage thing, yeah, it, you know? It's better than the, the tenuous link that we had to Trinidad and Tobago. Remember that one year when Scottish people... No. No, I remember one year, one World Cup, that Scotland didn't qualify for the World Cup. So instead, all the Scottish fans backed Trinidad and Tobago because there was a player in their squad that had the last name Scotland. I think his name might have literally been Jamie Scotland. And okay, that's fair. Said, yeah, let's support this guy. And the guy had the thickest... I don't even remember what the fuck Trinidad and Tobago is. It's one of those South Pacific Islands or something, isn't it? Uh, yes, you are. I, th- mm, I think it might be near Cuba. I need to quickly Google that, yeah. but I think didn't it's near Cuba. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Google that because I guarantee you we're like, yeah, it's in, the, it's, it's in this place. And we're like, no, it's in Africa. Uh, <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago is in... I would do a drum roll, but it's kind of pointless on a podcast. No, Porto de la Cruz, yeah. I think we're in the right area saying it's Cuba. Yeah, Fucking Google Maps. I ask it to send me to, or let me see, Trinidad and Tobago. It shows me Lithgow. Yeah, not working. I'm sorry, yeah. not having it. <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago. I just run the corner from where, where this place is. Yep, it is right off the coast of Venezuela. Yeah, so you can imagine, you know, Fairly Hispanic sounding accent, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, he's he's called Scotland. It's because yeah, Jimmy Scotland. We'll, we'll back this dude. Uh, so yeah, with uh, this episode, we will not be doing a round of your account. Normally, like if you watch a lot of British TV, it turns into lists. Yeah, um, a lot then, of um, a lot of top ten. You're just oh, this was our favourite moments yeah. throughout the year. But our, our showstopper today will be a list. Will be a list. Yes. Okay, that's good. It's gonna be a good list. I did have one story. I think we can say that for later. Hmm. But uh, I this just kind of came out recently. I was like, this will be good. Just Dom's reaction. I think we'll just enjoy that. Okay, uh, the other thing I had was, um, I, I think I talked about last time, I talked about Bojack Horseman. Yeah, I think you mentioned it last time, but I don't think you went in any, have into you, any detail yeah. about it. I think it was because I was in like, the start of season, you're like, this is pretty good. I like where this is going. It's a bit weird. Um, I had no idea where this was going to go. It went to the dark place. The oh, dark, right. dark place. How far into the dark place did it go? Um, well, let's just say I like a good damaged character, like, I enjoyed, uh, Rick from Rick and Morty, I think he's a very good example of, like, the manic genius gone way, way too far. Um, I also just like anyone who's not quite right in the head. Bojack is the, uh, he, he was a 90s sitcom star who has since washed out, but just kind of keeps making enough money to get by in Hollywood, which is probably still a couple million a year. Yeah. But he's uh, he's definitely in the depths of alcoholism. Um, the first season is basically him being rediscovered by a, guy, a girl called Diane, played by Alison Brie, who, by the way, it turns out is a fantastic voice actor. Like she's always been good. Uh, and you know, when you see her on camera, seeing her and just with a microphone, you're like, holy shit, she's phenomenal. I've always been a, a huge fan of Alison Brie because I've watched a bit of Community and I thought, right, this, this she's a pretty good actor. It was only in um, Glow. That I properly set to pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're going to think, oh, you see her tits. That's a small part of why I love her, goddammit. It. It's the first five minutes, and yeah, it may what? stick with you for like the next 10 years. Yeah, I mean, but... I just thought, you know what? She's in it. She's, yeah. she's pretty good. And she's also in The Disaster Artist as well. All right. Because uh, I think in, in real life, she's married to Dave Franco. 
So in the movie, she yeah, plays that Dave Franco's right. girlfriend. Ah. Um, so there is like she's being she rediscovers uh, Bojack, remembers her uh, him from childhood, and says, "I should really write a book about you." And then they start doing the autobiography, and just we get more and more into Bojack's life. He starts seeing why he's as fucked up as he is. Uh, not a great uh, family situation. And then when you get to the later seasons, it is just straight up saying, uh, yeah, Bojack's mother has dementia and she is dying slowly and Bojack has to kind of watch. Fucking hell. There is a 20-minute episode in season five that is just Bojack's eulogy for his mother's funeral. It is Will Arnett as Bojack Horseman just monologuing. Like, holy dicks. <laughs> It gets dark as hell, um, mostly because there's a, an episode like five, five episodes before the, the, the monologue that explains uh, why Bojack's mother is the way she is, and that's because her older brother went to fight off in the war and uh, didn't come back. And Bojack's grandmother did not take that well. And you can just see this kind of chain of just almost abusive personalities culminating in Bojack and just the horrific shit that he resulted in and his and the main thing is his massive amount of access to drugs yeah he kills a Hollywood starlet like straight up straight up just murders her he's like let's just go on a bender or oh, not really not murder but like let's just go on a bender and she's like oh man I just got clean but let's go just for old time's sake it's the form it's the child he was in a 90s sitcom with who's now grown up to be 26 and is just like a, one of those kind of uh, I can't remember who the, the Lindsay Lohan oh right yeah, yeah it's just that hmm. and uh, he, just him having to deal with the regret of uh, basically murdering this person straight up fucking dark really funny though yeah <laughs> that's, the th- that's the thing I love it about. has to be there that's the thing I'm loving about the fact that guys like um, was it uh, Nick Kroll and Bill Burr and Will Arnett they're all doing these cartoons yeah because the writers just go, right, the comedians, we're going to touch base with these guys, we're going to let them do, I'm going to let them do whatever the hell they want, but we're going to do it in such a way that it's going to be funny and it's going to make you think about shit, because uh, F is for family, that definitely has a kind of, right, here's Bill Burr talking about what happened with his, yeah, his past. I just finished that, that is yeah. three seasons of a guy's therapy about his dad. Yeah, and I mean, we all know Bill Burr, we all fucking love Bill Burr, he has got some shit to say about that. Yeah. Especially to do with I mean, a lot of his stuff with uh, the father in F is for Family that Bill actually voices is, you know, his his former military career and <laughs> basically not being taken care of yeah. when he returned home. And how that, again, like in the same way as Bojack Horseman shows you this kind of chain of events, it's him on the, like, in the second layer of that chain of events that, you know, hopefully doesn't affect his kids yeah. going forward. But I think, you know, when you have Bill Burr, He's very conscious of what happened and, you know, it's all written out there in Efforts for Family as to how he feels about all this and it hopefully should prevent him from acting that out on the next generation having any kind of effect. Also, fun fact about uh, Bill Burr, watched One Punch Man. Yeah. Enjoyed the hell of it. Yeah. Thought it was fun and then was surprised to see just anime Twitter go, you watched One Punch Man? And everyone who didn't like anime say... Oh God! You watched One Punch Man. Even even amongst the anime Twitterverse, there was a fifty fifty split of holy shit. Bill Burr watches One Punch Man. We're finally getting you know someone on our side. Yeah. Then the other fifty percent just went, oh, that just makes it fucking worse. This guy watches it. <laughs> this old man, this old angry Bostonian watches it. 
I'm sorry, if you, if you don't... Uh, if you, well, for us... That just validates Malik in a one-punch one all the fucking more. How do you... Have you seen his... Uh, he did a, a bit on the Monday Morning Podcast talking about Meshuggah. Did he? Dude, you know how uh, Bill Burr started drumming a little while back? Yeah. Uh, he fucking loves Meshuggah. Nice. Because he fucking loves Bleed. He is in awe of the technical skill required to play Bleed. And he is... He went to him live and was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. Like, the music kicks in, and he's like, dude, that was a fucking experience. <laughs> I can't imagine Bill Burr being the guy to kind of jump around, but I can't imagine he'd just he'd get in it. No, he was, he was, he was there, like, at the back with, yeah. uh, like, a bunch of other drummers. It was really weird, because, like, we get to see, like, all these kids geek out about the band, yeah, but then yeah. we're there geeking about the drummers, and he realised he was geeking out about the drummers with a, drum, with a bunch of drummers that he would geek out about. Like, he was like, oh my god, like, I know this person, this person, this person, they're all from really good bands, they're all really yeah. good drummers, and they're all geeking out about the same thing I'm geeking out about. Just, they're all just there enjoying the kind of technical aspect of performing almost two different drum beats at the same time. See, if you've ever, ever listened to Bleed, it is just a constant rolling, kicking drum. Yeah, it's just someone yeah. murdering the living shit out of a double bass pedal, just literally. But then just kind of ticking away through yeah, the hi-hats and just, Hitting yeah. the hi-hats and just rolling through that, but the... The constant is that just bass pedal going rumbling through. It's surreal. It's a really it's fucking, like and just not even on a technical skill level, just an endurance level. It is fucking awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it can be played live, yeah, and it's as good. That's what actually got him. Is like I can't believe this actually sounds like the CD. Like there's yeah. a big thing when we were young or when we were slightly younger. Dragon Force had to speed up their uh, their albums and couldn't play live. Yeah. Have you ever I- seen Herman Lee play live? No. It's fucking horrible. You know how we always... The thing was always, if you like Dragon Force, you're basically liking Pac-Man music live. Mm-hmm. That's actually true. All of the shit, all the weird guitar moves and stuff that he does, it's all pedal effects. It's all computer... Not computer effects. It's all just after effects that is put through just to make yeah. it sound like it's faster than it is. If you actually hear Herman Lee playing, he's actually playing fairly standard. He right. doesn't... It doesn't I mean, obviously, he's doing something that I could never do. I'm a fucking terrible guitarist. Yeah. But... It's just, it's not as, it kind of ruins the magic for you a bit if you realise it's just, it's a computer backing all this shit up. Yeah. We we have hands for lifting. <laughs> yeah, we have hands for just, no, big thing go here. Big thing go here, then move to here, then move to here. Why move big thing? No, no. I know, because we want approval. <laughs> <laughs> Why lift big thing? Difficult question. <laughs> Brain not for thinky thoughts. Brain for balance lifted thing. <laughs> Brain for more lifting. Uh, but yeah, there was just a lot of fun, like going through. Um, we started on some Bojack Horseman, but hell of a dark journey. Uh, does feature some really like that last season. So it's some really interesting artistic episodes, mm. including where uh, what's just Bojack doesn't really speak for ninety five percent of the episode. Really, it's underwater. He has a helmet on and he can't talk, and he has to try and figure out how to deliver a baby back home. Without being able to talk and not speaking the language. Okay. Hell of a weird episode to watch. But definitely very good. And again, one of those things is like, oh, I wonder if I could read into this. Holy shit. Yeah. Someone out there is doing a thesis on Bojack Horseman. I fucking guarantee it. So yeah, that was definitely one of the ones I'm glad I got into. And if I could recommend it to anyone, anyone who's willing to just kind of sit through a lot of weird, dark shit. Um, and we're not talking like, oh, Rick and Morty's so dark and weird. This isn't weird. No, this is like very... going to make you think. Yeah, this is the Saw movie of cartoons. <laughs> it's going to make you sit there and watch the worst thing humans can do 
and it's going to make you go through that a lot. So, yeah. Speaking speaking of worst uh, weird things that humans could do, um, fucking nose, what the hell? <laughs> we are all suffering uh, from no, very seasonal allergies, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. And I do apologise, because every so often there's just going to be something popping into my nose that's going to make me sound like this. But um, I had a conversation with someone, because again, it's something I keep coming back to, especially with the Endgame trailer that just popped up recently that we'll probably get into in a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Infinity War. Uh, a talking point arose recently at a, at a Christmas party that was it. Everyone is damning and blasting Star-Lord for punching Thanos in the face. Right. Fair enough. If you watch the, the movie, it's a dick move. But people are saying, I wouldn't have done that. I would have seen the greater good. And I went, bull fucking shit. Mm-hmm. This guy kills your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend. You're going to want to punch this motherfucker in the face. Don't give me this whole, I would never do that. I would say, why wouldn't you do it? About 50 to 60% would take the cheap shot at all least. Yeah, I mean, I know the other, and the other 40% would try and take the kill shot while he's, <laughs> he's subdued. And there's no one on this planet that would say, oh, you killed my you, you killed my girlfriend, you killed my wife. I'll let it slide. I'm going to let it slide because we're going to stop you. <laughs> then I'm going to kill you. No. No, most people are going to punch you in the face or shoot you in the eye. Yeah, we'd, we'd all take that. fucks think that. Yeah. <laughs> Although we had an interesting uh, conversation about that one as well, uh, just me and my brothers, and uh, we were sitting there having a chat with it, uh, on the group chat. I actually watched the trailer on my phone at lunch. I never use up that much data with something, but come on, it's the Infinity War, you know, the end game yeah, trailer. trailer yeah. So we're, I'm sitting there watching it, and uh, my brother sent the link in the chat and said, oh my god, I can't believe it, can't believe it. We're finally here, we're finally at Endgame. Yeah. Uh, check it out, watch the trailer. I did go back to it. Oh my god, it looks so amazing. Middle brother Michael steps in and says, I oh, know, don't spoil it, I've not seen it. I said, Don't worry, don't worry, just watch it. It's a 90 second trailer. Yeah, it's not that long. No, I've not seen Infinity War. He's not seen Infinity War? Uh huh. I kind of thought you had to see that. Uh huh. <laughs> Jesus. It's almost like a legal obligation at this point. Yeah, if you've watched the other ones, you kind of have to watch this one. Well, here's the thing like, he has watched all of them, he's just really late behind it. So, naturally, it's you know, Christmas time, parents get the uh, Infinity War Blu ray. Because, yeah, duh, why not? Yeah, just watch it. And my brother Stephen's like, Oh, Michael, you've not seen it yet. Here's the Infinite War Blair. He goes, Eh, I'll get to it later. What's Motherfucker, it? like, now is later. Now is almost too late. <laughs> Endgame is in four months? Yeah, it's soon. Yeah, like. I think we've got Captain Marvel, then not, not too long after that, we've got uh, Infinity War. No, yeah. Endgame. Oh, you know, just to give you a, a scale of where he's at right now. Yeah. He just finished Attack on Titan season one. <laughs> I mean, he's done better than me. He's about five seasons behind. Well, he's five years it. behind. I but he's, make it yeah. in, yeah, Attack on Titan. He's actually just, he, he binged through it. He yeah. got really into season one and he was like, oh man, what do we do about the second season? Where is that? I went, well, I don't have the DVDs yet. You can have my DVDs or Blu-rays for uh, season one. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, but for season two, I'll have to give you my, like, my Funimation login. Dude blitzed through it in like three days. He's finishing it tonight. Uh, and gets like it's weird because his, his girlfriend hates anime in general so mm-hmm. he, he's just sitting there going oh yeah like I'm going to watch more 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 and then uh, the girlfriend walks in and like hi oh. dear <laughs> let me put away my cartoons I'll put away my Japanese shall, cartoons and I'll come back I shall adult now a little before I think the uh, the adulting is watching just Tattoo of Us Jesus Christ <laughs> it's a bad show it's, it's fun to watch when you've had a lot to drink because you go Oh my what god! Say, what retard gets the word juicy printed actually across their ass? Uh, but the <laughs> the accents would put you off of it. Oh, isn't that some Geordie Shore based bullshit? 
it's, I think one, somebody said like, oh, you know her. She's from that TV show. And I'm like, I didn't watch that TV show in the first place. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to work on me either because I only found out who the fuck the Kardashians were this year. <laughs> I don't want to fucking know, but now I do. That shit's unavoidable. Okay. No, again, same house party that we were talking about Infinity War. We are playing a game and uh, one of the questions, it was one of those Jackbox games, one of the questions was... Uh, who is most likely to cause an accident trying to get a good photo of the Kardashians? Everyone else was putting in all these funny answers like, oh, this guy, this guy. My answer was, who the fuck are the Kardashians? Send. <laughs> then someone told me and then showed me who the Kardashians were. Not going to lie, the one that's married to Kanye West. I would, if she wasn't a brainless fuck. <laughs> There's the video of her being done years ago. Yeah. That's why she's famous, that's kids. That's why she's famous. It's something to do with the fact that her dad's a famous prosecutor or something. Her dad was one of the prosecutors in the OJ case. Yeah. Um, but no, the reason everybody knows her is because she slept with a guy called Ray J. He's like this music producer from like way back. All right. But over the course of the last 10 years... Somehow just... They made Absorbed a f- some fame from... They made a fucking empire of a sex tape. You know how like per, uh, yeah, Paris Hilton was famous because she yeah. got fucked on that tape? That to the power of 10. I mean, that does take some degree of business acumen, but I think she might have just absorbed... Oh, smart as fuck. They might have just absorbed some fame from uh, Caitlyn Jenner, or Bruce Jenner, I don't know where the fuck yeah. he, she's landing now. No, they, they they are very smart at marketing. You know, I, I think it's to do with... I think it's um, like Sharon Osbourne, you know how like, she's just, oh, she's just a producer, yeah. but they're very media savvy. The, like, the Jenner-Kardashian family is fucking insanely good at marketing. Yeah. They actually I mean, have, have to like, be good at something. If you look at their, um, I think it's like the social media, like their average social media gets more attention than anyone that's of their caliber by miles. Like you would expect maybe, oh, like 10% engagement. They're at like 30 to 40%. That's pretty fucking unheard of. Jesus. It's unreal. They just, they just have that thing. They just, they're perfectly wired for the social media generation. I don't know what it is. It's weird that TNA <laughs> can garner that much of an, that much attention because I get, most people, I mean, not even a kind of perverse thing, but when most people see breasts or a nice form, but it's a spectacle. It's just, holy crap, we, we shall stand and look in appreciation, probably for a bit too long. They've just tapped into that weird corner of everybody's mind, and they're just going to get people flocking from all walks of life to look at their ass on Instagram. That, and they've made one of those uh, shows where it's, it's, oh, it's a reality TV show. But it's scripted as It's fuck. pretty well directed, <laughs> edited, yeah. and produced uh, reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> they shoot six hours of reality TV that gets crammed into an hour. Yeah. Uh, I just... They're just... It's just a shit show, really. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good to know. Apparently, uh, Scottish Rugby is having a sale on clothes. Fuck off. I don't need any more. <laughs> Thank you for when I did not need that interruption. Yeah. Have you watched anything good recently? Yeah. Hey. It's been the holidays, but yeah, I mean, you've been, been busy holidays. studying. So. Yeah, it's, it's been the... I'm trying to think what I've been done, what I've actually done during the holidays, because I've got a fuck ton of games over the holidays. A game, uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collection. All right. I've got the second one, not the first one. Uh, I think mainly because you can only download Legacy Collection 2, and it was on a sale. I okay. Prefer, I'd prefer to get the first one on an actual copy. Yeah, obviously, I've got Smash Bros. And uh, I've got another game called uh, Grim Fandango. A LucasArts game that I used to play yeah, way back in the day. That's like old PS1? Uh, no, PC. Ah. PC. Uh, it's basically, you play a, one of the, it's a, you, basically the whole, the whole premise of the game is you are a, a Grim Reaper called uh, Manny Cavallera. Okay. A sp- fucking really, really 
really weird car a weird premise for a game, but you're basically a soul trapped in limbo and your job is to work off the time or basically you have to work off your time in limbo by collecting souls for a big corporation. Right. And how much time you have to spend in limbo is based on what you did in your real life. Right. So Manny, he can't remember what he did. He's just basically got to work off all his souls or work off all his time, but he keeps getting these shit uh, uh, callers, essentially. Yeah. Everyone, this guy, Domino, he's getting all the good callers. He's getting all these high-profile guys that he's getting a fat fucking commission off of. But yeah. Manny's just getting all these random assholes that are angry. And, yeah, he's getting the lower-tier stuff, so it's right. going to take him forever to get out of limbo. So the whole point of the game is to try and subvert all the good clients from Domino and other people to Manny so he can get some good clients he can work off his debt. And because I played it when I was younger, I can't remember what happens past that. Okay. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. And it's one of those sort of point and click sort of Sam and Max telltale games. I think I've seen a few Twitch Let's Play type yeah. things. So there's, obviously it's just a kind of a case of your character gets dropped into the scene. There might be a cutscene explaining something, but you need to figure out all the steps that you need to do to get to point B while stuck in point A. All right. So it's just that there's no really any direction. It's just you're here to do stuff. Oh, when there's very kind of like just check and everything yeah. and try and like I, I think the best I think it was Yahtzee uh, Ben Yahtzee Crosshaw who by the way is still going if you watched Zero Punctuation when you were younger yeah like you just take still is angry still take, is. take everything and rub it on everything and just figure out what works <laughs> yeah take card plus plug socket nope that doesn't work take plug and other plug nope that doesn't work for some reason like that does it, plug to plug socket doesn't work why the fuck doesn't plug to plug socket never work it's, oh it's missing a prong you need to go and find this obscure line of questioning to go and find a replacement prong for that plug and then it looks at you like, what, you didn't get no, that the first that, time? That, you, you didn't get the tiny clue from the secretary that you spoke to earlier? Come on, Jesus that was only Christ. an hour ago, fuck. Are you yeah. not taking notes? Yeah, it took me about 25 minutes to figure out how to get out of his office because the door's not there. The camera's cut in a weird direction, a weird way that you can't see it. Yeah. So he spent 25 minutes just clicking around everything in his office and then eventually he'll just go, oh, there's my office door. Then he'll walk through it. I'm like, the fuck is this? Yeah, I can't really say I've watched anything this Christmas. Because again, it's just Virgin Media, the sort of cable boxes and stuff, digital boxes are becoming less and less used in my house. Yeah. Netflix and Amazon Prime have just kind of taken over that. I've been watching, like, it's, like I got for my birthday, I got uh, Futurama. All the seasons of Futurama, I'm just slowly working my way through all those. I think yeah. I'm on season five now. Are you, um, have you seen Black Mirror? Black Mirror, I hate Black Mirror. Oh, okay. I just... can't understand it. I think it's probably one of the worst over-Americanized TV shows because the first two seasons, the Channel 4 seasons that were actually written by Charlie Brooker yeah. are fucking phenomenal. Perfect. If you, like with a Death Note, get to a certain point and stop watching, in my opinion. Yeah. Seasons 3 and seasons 4 are just when Netflix took over and it gets more and more American and it gets more and more just... just shit. Because in the first two seasons, everything has a very logical progression. Everything just... Everything folds back to the main storyline. Yeah. Seasons three and four, it goes to a logical progression at some point, but then the ending... It just nothing. escalates to, like, the fucking absurd, yeah. It doesn't even escalate to the absurd. It just gets to a certain point where you're following this very natural progressive line, and then all of a sudden the ending is all the way up on a, ter- on a third line, way above <laughs> you that you never even expected, that has no bearing on what you've said previously. An example of that is season three, I think, a, a character called Redfield it's meant to be a video game based thing he gets he gets locked into this sort of horror a VR game or AR game yeah I know this one and it goes to a certain point and you think right he's going to be 
he's trapped in the game or something, he's going to get out. I think I guess at some point where he is trapped in the game, but then he goes to three different levels of the same game and eventually just ends up dead. Mm. I'm getting this things. I'm getting these. Uh, this series is meant to be about our reliance on technology and how we sh- how we're over reliant on technology and yeah. how technology is ultimately going to come back and bite us in the ass. That's just the show in general, though. Yeah, but this was just fucking. This was just a bad episode. The only good written episode from that season was um, the social media episode with Bryce Dallas Howard. That was phenomenal. That was great, but then it goes starkly downhill after that. <laughs> See, the thing for me was I actually didn't like the uh, the social media episode. Right up until the last minute, like when you see her start to snap. Yeah, that's that's what it's great for. And I'm like, that when she's just trying to bend yeah. over backwards and get to this place, and she's like, right, she's trying to dump her, but then when she just lets go and goes, you know what, fuck it, I don't care. I make my rating 0.0. <laughs> I don't care what people think of me. It's kind of, yeah, it's good. It shows people that social media is bad. Well, that's what I'm looking at social media right now. And uh, just, I've seen this pop up the last couple of days uh, Bandersnatch. It's called Black Mirror Bandersnatch, and it's uh, the next season, and it's Choose Your Own Adventure. I'm not down with it. I mean, Choose Your, Choose Your Own Adventure books were always, you know, something that you read when you were younger and something that affirmed you when you were younger, but I think now I just want to see a well-written story progress, not something that I have to, you know, use a controller and go, all right, I want to see how this happens. Yeah, if I'm going to use a controller for a story, I'm going to play a video game. Yeah, I'm going to play a video I don't have to watch... I mean, it sounds incredibly lazy and very, very first world problemish, but I don't want. To, I don't want to do that. I just want to see something play out. I don't want to have to, you know. Okay, I want to see what this happens. Okay, go back to point A, click on point A, and follow all this bullshit. Yeah, I thought I'd do that. I play video game. I do enjoy the seeing the amount of effort that goes into these things, though. Yeah. Just because I don't remember who it was. Somebody made one. I think it appeared on like one of Philip Duranko's like uh, Today in Awesomes, mm. and it was like, oh, like the total like runtime of a story for this is about. Um, I think it was like oh, it's like a five minute video. Um, in total, like if you if you, when you select like your first option all the way through the end, five minutes long. Hmm. Uh, but there's three hours of footage was recorded for it. Like three hours worth of video was made oh. to make a choose your own adventure YouTube series. Holy shit! And I'm seeing like stats for Bandersnatch and like, oh, you can get through it. Like there's a ninety minute chunk of information you need to get through before you can take a break. What? 90 fucking minutes. Yeah, fuck that. So is this, I'm tempted, is it, though. Is this the movie, or is this just another episode? I think it's basically the work of a season. All right. But it's being used to tell one story. All but obviously, right. it's one story you could take in several different different ways. Yeah, I suppose you can make a, a series about that. But I remember, this, I remember hearing about a, a movie coming out soon. But that's not something I'm going to watch. It's just Black Mirror was, it was a good show for a time, but then it went quite yeah. sure I'd, I'd still really enjoy it I'm yet to see there's one I wanted to watch uh, Heavy Metal black and white one about um, like basically kind of robots hunting down a human being yeah I've, se- I've seen that I've seen bits of that one that was right after I stopped watching that, that yeah. kind of popped up I saw that just because I'm like oh I've not seen much in the type way of black and white film especially not modern black and white film yeah. modern black and white film should actually look pretty good yeah I mean if you want a good modern black and white film just watch Logan in black and white Right yeah, uh, I, I think who was it? I think actually my brother Michael again saw that. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I like the uh, like I really enjoy the, the like this part of it. And I'm like, what about the like the daylight forest scenes? That was the one that really bugged me. I was like, those there's a lot of bright scenery there. Could that because you know, black and white film relies on shadow for yeah. contrast. Yeah, would it work if you're in the bright daylight running through a forest? Apparently it did. He yeah, said it worked it out. It's fine. Um, so I am. Um, 
wait and see how Banner's that sounds. I'll watch it. I mean, I'm fucking gonna watch it anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But the other thing I saw this week was the the Instagram update. The Instagram update. They accidentally pushed out an Instagram update. It was supposed to be in house, like an internal testing session. Mm. Oops! It went public. Yeah. It did not go down well. Imagine. <laughs> After shit show, people going, "Why am I scroll?" I think it was the the main key change was, um, like normally you scroll up and down the timeline, mm. left and right. <laughs> okay. I have no idea how that would work, but apparently just scrolling left or right constantly just pissed everyone off. It was great. I just walked in, like, I went in, put my phone down for work, came back like two or three hours later, because I've been working through Christmas, yeah, and picked up my phone at lunch, and it's immediately everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe how fucked up Instagram is. It's a total shit show. What did they do? I'll go and try and download the update. It's not there anymore, because they realised that they pushed it out publicly and had to, like, immediately retract all <laughs> of the updates uh, software. You're like, ooh, somebody's fucked up. Big. <laughs> Did you see uh, the return of epic rap battles of history? I did. Um, I'm also now slightly worried about Next Peter. Yeah. Yes, Next Peter. I'm also slightly worried that his uh, Mark Zuckerberg impression was too damn good. Yeah, it's a little creepy. <laughs> I, I mean, I only now realised that Zuckerberg does not blink. I went back and watched some of his interviews. He barely blinks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's some kind of weird <laughs> lizard man that can't blink and he just licks his eyeballs to keep them wet. <laughs> Fucking uh, weird. It's a semi-permeable membrane comes down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, moisture upon the eyes. Very good for my human eyes. Because <laughs> I am totally human. Uh, some yes. Of the, some of the pictures that you've seen Mark Zuckerberg in, just in that, talking about that whole kind of courtroom set, yeah. he looks jaundiced. His eyes look yellow. His skin looks horrible. He looks kind of yeah. like Data from Star Trek. He's unf- <laughs> He is unfortunately not a very like, normal-looking passion. Yeah, there's no real normal passion, yeah. but it's definitely not him. Yeah, I, I mean, he's definitely not the poster child for the human race. He's a very yeah. strange-looking human being. And yet he can barely call him a human being. To quote Rat Battle Elon Musk, he's somehow in charge of human connections. Yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, he's he, one thing you can't fault Mark Zuckerberg on, it's just his, he is an intelligent man. Stupid. My, I mean, to, the idea maybe he stole it via the, you know, the social network movie. Yeah. The idea of just building a website to communicate with people on the planet and then developing it into almost everyone on the planet. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, I still I haven't actually done that much reading on Elon Musk because, I, I mean, I think he can pop up on my, my YouTube feeds because he smoked weed with Joe Rogan and everyone lost their fucking minds. It's just a bit of fucking weed. No one really cares. People are campaigning for free and not free weed. I mean, a lot of people like free weed. A lot of people are campaigning for the legalization of weed. And yet Elon Musk is a fairly public figure, whether you love him or hate him. He's a fairly public figure. Surely him smoking weed doesn't damage the reputation of weed at all. Doesn't damage his reputation either because he's, he smoked a little bit of weed. It did though. It took it, 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 it gave him a massive tanker. fucking dent though. It's yeah. unreal the amount of like impact that had. And yeah. yet it's just, you know, it was legal for him to do it there. Yeah. He wasn't breaking any laws, but because, oh my God, it's the scary weeds. He yeah. just, uh, stock takes a hit. People probably lost their jobs, you know. There's yeah. uh, People yeah. probably lost a couple hundred thousand on that one. And uh, yeah, it, just, it was a very it was a very strange moment. Like, I, I saw that podcast all the way through because I saw, oh my God, Elon Musk smokes the weeds. Uh, memes yeah. popping up everywhere and you're like, it's not that big deal. Yeah, he no doesn't one, no one care. I mean, if he took a hit and then just lost his fucking mind, yeah, yeah I'd freak out about it. But he just kind of yeah. smokes it up because, 
and then just gets on with the rest of the podcast. You'd be surprised the amount of people that are in the public eye today that smoke weed. <coughs> I mean, you've not to mention just your Joe Rogans, your Kevin Smiths, uh, your comedians, your yeah, comedians, rappers, your, your Doug Benson and stuff like that. Yeah. Everybody at some point has smoked some weed. You, I mean, you look at Seth Rogen, notable stoner. Yeah. Then you look at James Franco, notable stoner. All the kind of people that he hang about, they've probably all smoked weed at some point. Then oh, you yeah. get to the even you get over here, you'd, you'd be surprised the many people that have tried weed. It's not that I just don't think weed's that taboo thing anymore. It's reckon, it's going away. Yeah. And then interesting enough, uh, I think it's Washington are trying to uh, allow use of uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms. Um, so that could get interesting because it's the same idea yeah, that could of get very interesting. Open it up for medical things and then start to push it out to recreational and then, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> let's Canada, just keep Canada pushing Canada it further. Weed, weed into weed and mushroom. Yeah, fuck, fuck him up. We'll show him what it's done. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> this is America. This is America, good <laughs> Taking shit from Canada. Although the interesting thing we talked about, uh, like Mark Zuckerberg, um, the leak email that it came out, um, mm. what's good for the world isn't the same as what's good for Facebook. CEO Mark Zuckerberg wrote in a leaked email. According to Business Insider. Okay. Uh that's scary as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's uh... that. Uh, not. I mean, not gonna lie. Kind of glad I deleted Facebook. <laughs> They've I mean, got. I don't know how much my the the encryption. I uh, say the encryption. That's a. I think that's a fairly aspirational word to put in front of what yeah. securities I have on Facebook. But I think the securities I have on Facebook are just going to shit themselves. Yeah, it's, for me, it's the fact that Facebook own other companies. Yeah. That like the fact that they own WhatsApp. Fucking yeah. love WhatsApp. It's a great I service. Use, I use WhatsApp. I mean, if anyone looks at my WhatsApp now, they're just going to find a lot of naked ladies. Just because I've, I've got added on a group chat and it's basically one of those kind of tradesman banter work pages. Yeah. People just share tits. I have no objection, but there's always that one guy in the group. <laughs> it's just going, guys, we can share other things. It doesn't have to just be boobs and we're all just kind of, <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, all the boobs. Yes, it does. Be quiet and sit down. <laughs> you sit down and you read about Helmet Cole. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the same guy that yeah. we were talking about. Um, we, were, we were watching some movie. I think it might have been the remake of Baywatch. We've seen uh, Alexandra Daddario. Oh, yeah, I forget they made that. That's the one Stupidly good looking woman. Yeah. And we're all just sitting there, kind of let, letting the chimpanzee brain just have its gorgeous, going, Oh, that pretty woman. Pretty woman. Then this guy keeps jumping in, going, Guys, did you hear about what happened in Parliament? We, just, we don't care. We see pretty woman. <laughs> pretty woman. Pretty, pretty woman making pee pee on. <laughs> then, uh, uh, he's just going guys so many people have left we don't care just let us ogle <laughs> stop trying to bring the fucking the class of the room back up we're clearly lowering the lowering the class level this is not time for politics <laughs> no this is not the time for politics this is the time for stupid ogling and man noises which is a pretty good distraction I'm not gonna lie yeah because yeah, <laughs> I watched the I think it was the day my last exam or second last exam for about that week I had a couple hours to kill, so I just thought, right, I'm going to go and do some revision before the exam, get myself in the headspace, and just, you know, hopefully be more prepared for the exam. And I took about half an hour break just to have some lunch, and I was just sitting watching the parliamentary debates yeah, in the House, House, of, in the House of Commons with, uh, you know, Labour against uh, Theresa May's Conservative Party, and just watching Theresa May slowly devolve <laughs> and just shift and morph through the entire uh, <laughs> debate. At one point, she starts just going into a pantomime. She starts going, oh, no, she won't. Oh, yes, I will. You will be surprised what this lady can do. 
I just kind of thought, you've fucking lost the plot when you start shouting and bawling. <laughs> and to get to the point where the, the, the speaker in the House of Commons has to stand up and say, people, please keep this civil or I'm kicking you all the fuck out. <laughs> I guess they're a horrendous degree when the speaker has to jump in and say something. If you want to watch an absolute shit show, go to Twitter. And I try to remember what time it is. It's like Thursday. Thursday at around midday. Something like that, yeah. Midday, you have Prime Minister's Questions, which is the chance for the entire Parliament or everyone to show up yeah. to question Theresa May on the current runnings of the government. And it is questions for that one. a, a shit show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Given Brexit, giving everything yeah. that's going on, uh, giving international relationship right now, um, it is just an absolute fucking... Like, it's weird, though, because you see the first opening questions are always like, what is the deal with Brexit right now? Do we have a chance? What is going on in our country? Yeah, where are our... Yeah, where, what are our bargaining tools with the EU right now? We fucking have none. And yeah. then it's her explaining that. And then all of a sudden somebody goes... Yeah, but she doesn't explain it. Every time she's asked... Well, she fobs Bre- off. She's every very good at fobbing she's asked off. what Brexit is, she just goes, eh, Brexit, it's Brexit. It's an ordinary red, white and blue Brexit. Now, fuck off. Yeah, I, it's my favourite question now. Is, is this part of the red, white or the blue part of the Brexit? <laughs> <laughs> Which part is this? Um, <laughs> it's just a delayed uh, April Fool's joke. Yeah, and it's just you watch her like yell about this thing. It's her this weird fucking spider's nest of like yeah. international politics, and then somebody will chip in with, "Last week in my constituency, three people were killed by hamsters." <laughs> <laughs> what will the prime minister do about the roving bands of hamsters in my constituency for my people? <laughs> and she'll go, "Well, first of all, very sorry that people were killed by. Do you say hamsters, motherfucker?" <laughs> I'm sorry, but mutant hamster, mutant aggressive hamsters are not on my priority list. I don't know. She has to like run along with yeah, like, oh, we're very to... sorry. We'll look into it. Work with the yeah. environmental monitoring agencies and trying to try and. She's just. I think she's at this point when you get a weird question like that, she's just really glad to hear something that isn't Brexit because yeah. it's something she can answer without knowing it will be dragged up in three yeah. months' time. But then immediately the next question right back in's Brexit again. Brexit, yeah. It's just a weird like side diversion to talk about like radioactive hamsters or some shit yeah. in her neighbourhood. It's fucking bright though. Like if you get a chance to watch it and you just have a spare twenty minutes on Twitter, you can yeah. stand twenty minutes. If you're uh, if you're of the uh, Scottish National Party. Fucking cold, can piss off. <laughs> uh, if you're of the Scottish National Party, don't even edit that. Leave my rage in. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> but uh, if you're of the SNP and you want to see something particularly funny, go on and watch the constituent for the Westminster a constituent for Westminster's uh, Scottish National uh, the Scottish National Party for Westminster. Uh, hit this candidate. He goes in and just tries to address the people, saying, "I'm here standing up for the rights of people, for the people of Scotland." And some wee arsehole for the back of the House of Commons just goes, "Fuck off, back to Sky." <laughs> <laughs> he just goes in this ten minute diatribe, tearing this asshole a new one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's fun to watch because it's devolved from what could be. I mean, it should always be. This is the fate of our country as it stands, and they've just kind of dragged it further and further down it in the mud to the point where they're just literally making fun of each other and talking about pantomimes and talking about the Christmas spirit just to try and one-up each other. It's not become... It's not really become This a isn't a civil it, debate that yeah. rules the UK. It is literally... It's just two assholes shouting at each other. It's two sets of barnyard animals just making weird noises at each They're other. Just barking at each it's other. It's funny as fuck, though. It's hilarious <laughs> to watch. It's a just shit show. The random just are... Yeah. <laughs> You think I'm joking, kids? No, I'm not. Really, go listen to it. The feral beasts. And the speaker just calm down, everyone. Order, order. Just children banging a hammer. That's so fucking good. I like actually quite like him. He's very calm and confident. Just say, 
Listen, fuckers, right? You over there, the Prime Minister will be heard. And you fuckers over here, you will be heard, but just give it five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> let the Prime Minister speak. I just want to see at some point the Speaker just pick up the, the scepter or the mace or whatever the hell it is and just start beating people with it. Just, oh, you missed you, the part where somebody picked it up. Yeah, someone fucking stole it and ran out of Parliament. No, they just walked up, picked it up, and everyone went, put the fucking back down, boy. Yeah. <laughs> because it's some big breach of protocol, but it's, yeah, it's a symbol moved, of. Parliament can't proceed or something like that. It's a symbol of, like, I object to the proceedings. Yeah. It's to do with that. Like, that's how you voice your objection. Although the best <laughs> uh, reply to the whole thing was simply, can you imagine being so shit at politics that the highlight of your career is you picked up a stick? <laughs> yeah, you picked up a stick. Is that uh, waving it about going, I can speak? <laughs> it's my parliament now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change it to the parliament of me. I've got the golden stick. Fuck you. <laughs> Sort of picking his nose with it. I can't remember who it was. I, I'm not going to lie. I think it actually was just some random English uh, MP who just decided he was done listening for the day. <laughs> so just as we were talking there, a friend of mine just posted this fucking belter in one of our group chats. Feminists are just women who can't cook. <laughs> don't, don't, don't fight me. <laughs> He's now logged off. <laughs> <laughs> That guy, I, I don't think that's that person that posted that. I think it's somebody who hates that guy, somebody who wants well, that know, person to I suffer. I know exactly who posted this, and <laughs> I know it is. Ex- I know it was them. I know it was a hundred percent them. <laughs> Speaking of things that are not happening, <laughs> yeah. there um, I actually found a, a YouTube. It's a weird one. It's uh, produced by Comedy Central. It's a, a comedian's show called "This Is Not Happening," and it was originally done yeah, by yeah. Ari Shafir. Yeah. I had never seen the show before. Oh, dude, this is not fucking this is outstanding. This is where I found it about uh, Irish Shafir, um Joey Diaz done a fucking phenomenal set. Joe Rogan does a yeah. a good set about <laughs> going it's, down to some weird back road strippers with a UFC fighter. Yeah, it's a it's weird a comedy gold. Uh, it's, it's, it's a house in Alabama that's also a strip club. You're like, yeah, Whoa. it has nylon signs saying gentleman's club. Yeah, that's a good weird some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I got into it because we talked a lot about uh, Joey Diaz being good on Joe Rogan. So this is where yeah. I was like, no, this guy's a storyteller. Yeah, like most people sets on this. It's just weird stories that have happened to yeah. comedians. Normal's like nine minutes. Joey Diaz is like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just story. one story in there. It's like three. There's like yeah, there's the main story. Fifteen minute videos and like three little. No, it's like each video is like three different stories. It's like yeah. the main story you try to tell, but also just because you need to know about this. Here's just one weird thing about this one weird girl from like the down the street and blah blah. blah and she used yeah. to be like in this thing where she kill chickens randomly. But that's for another story. <laughs> Wait, what? Welcome to the world of Santeria priests. <laughs> it's gonna get crazy. Um, yeah, like watching his stuff and using that supplement. What I've heard of him from Joe Rogan's show, and then yeah. actually gonna start listening to his podcast. It's the Church of What's Happening now. Yeah, the Church of What's Happening. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some really good shit on there. Yeah. Although, have you seen this guy um, talking about like, the world of like LA comics? Yeah. A guy called Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee? Oh, he's the... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, uh, he's um, an Asian comedian. Oh, Asian, Asian comedian, yeah. He was in there with... Yeah, his story about the overdose or something. He talks about... He, he I've over- not seen that one. He hits an OD or something. Like that. It's fucking brutal. Well, he was in with uh, Carlos Mencia, yeah. who Joe Rogan got into big shit with uh, yeah. for stealing jokes and stuff. And he was on Carlos... He wasn't really on Carlos Mencia's side. He just... Because he really owed his career to Carlos Mencia yeah, because yeah, Carlos picked him out. Um, He was... He kind of had to back his guy there, yeah, which yeah. is understandable. Nobody really has that much shit to say about him uh, anymore. 
but it just like if you listen to Bobby Lee's story, he's always on the wrong side of history. Yeah, <laughs> he's really unfortunately there at the wrong time in the wrong place. Like he's the guy who like if you're having like a war film, you have like the hero runs forward and he just like ducks and the guy behind him gets shot. That's Bobby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> And you listen to these stories, but it gives them a really weird perspective of basically being on the losing side and seeing yeah. the really dark side of Hollywood. It's really, he does his own podcast and stuff, and he has yeah. Burt Kreischer on there quite a lot. Yeah. So if you like Burt Kreischer, you just go watch him. Uh, uh, just talking about, it, I'm really fucking glad you've started watching This Is Not Happening because there's so many comedians' videos that I can point you at now. There's a really, really fucking good bit that um, Big J Okerson has about, because there's, a, there's a, they do different themes for each episode. They do one that's uh, the funniest. Or the worst night out you've ever had. One that's uh, yeah. the theme that was on when Big J Okerson was talking. Or one of the ones that Big J Okerson was talking about was the the worst fight you've ever been in. He starts off by saying, like, look, I'm hard to piss off. I don't really get in many fights. And if you do get in a fight and you start bragging about it, you're that guy. And no one likes that guy. No yeah. one likes that guy that's marching and going, yeah, I'll fucking kill three people. But he talks about the best fight that he's seen. And it was four enormous white women against <laughs> one tiny Puerto, uh, Puerto Rican security guard. Yeah. One tiny Puerto Rican. And it's fucking phenomenal. I, I mean, Joey Diaz is always going to be one probably the best storyteller, but Big J Okerson's up there. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other, what other comedians. There's a comedian called uh, Tommy Pope. If you just want to see a story go from fucking zero to a thousand in the quickest fashion, watch uh, Tommy Pope. He has a story about the time his uh, his brothers kidnap him and take him someplace. It's just during a house okay. party. When his, it's, he tries to have a house party. His parents aren't there, so he gets kidnapped and taken off somewhere. I won't spoil the story because it's fucking brilliant. I'm trying to find one guy that I uh, I really liked his set mm-hmm. on. This is not happening. It was a really good uh, fifty. It was like a fifty minutes story about him going to a gay wedding, and he says, "Oh fuck, uh, Ralphie May." Ralphie May. That's just found it as I'm going through my YouTube history. It's a lot of YouTube. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of shit on here. Ralphie May. Is he the? It's quite a big, you know, almost he is huge, and I was always like, wow, this guy's really fucking yeah. funny, and he had a great way of telling his story about the fact they went to <laughs> went to wedding, had his uh, went to gay wedding, had his kids there, and they had uh, were passing out acid tablets, okay. obviously not to the kids, yeah, but um, <laughs> Ralphie goes to this story of explaining like he just was like, I'll take one, I'll take one, and then his wife said, oh, I feel like taking it, and he took his wife's one, <laughs> so he's high as shit at a gay yeah. wedding, yeah. and he's he's out of it. And uh, like the really big heavy techno music comes on, um, and he just says, "I thought I was away dancing the night away," uh, but he says, "There's video footage of me in a corner, just like rubbing my nipple. I'm really fat, so like I gotta wrap my dick or wrap my hand around my stomach to get to my dick, and I'm just in the corner grinding on myself." Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! Like, that's one of the punchlines of his, his story, but there's a lot of good shit in his uh, that he set. I was like, that guy is so fucking funny. I can't wait to find out more about him. Turns out he's dead. Ralphie May? <laughs> yeah, Ralphie May died. When? Um, I think it was 2017, early 2018. Jesus, I did not know. I mean... It wasn't a big thing, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen how big Ralphie May is. It wasn't really a surprise that he... At one point, he was £800. Yeah. That is four of me. I think roughly, if I do the math right, yeah, that's about four of me. That was his heaviest, and then he lost weight. Like he lost weight to go into three of me. He lost on me. That, yeah, that's still <laughs> two hundred pounds, man. That is it's a hell of a weight to lose. It's yeah. really impressive. But he, um, he was never really that well because of his massive weight. Yeah, 
but uh, he apparently had been having issues and then he caught pneumonia on a cruise, which is really fucking bad, yeah. um, especially if you're massively overweight. Yeah. He then had a clot form in his leg that travelled up to block a valve, so he just died. Yeah. I just, I was really excited. I love finding that new comedian thing. Yeah. There's, like, there's so much shit I can watch, like Bill Burr. It was like a whole week. Yeah. Somebody, like, I finally just made the commitment to just jump and watch Bill Burr stuff, and it was like a week of my life I just spent watching his random stuff yeah. and getting as much of it as I can. But, like, finding, like, that can be going, wow, it's amazing, can't believe we get to watch all this stuff. Oh. Oh, shit, yeah. I can... Watch this guy's career just unfold I, I, in front of you. I get to watch all of this stuff because he's not making anymore. Yeah. It's annoying when you get a cap on it. It's, it's kind of in the same vein as just when it, obviously, much, much worse, but when just a comedian stops touring or anything like that. Yeah. He's just going to go, nah, I'm going to cap it off here and I'm going to yeah. do it. But obviously, if it passes away, it's just way yeah. fucking worse because then you just eliminate the possibility of a comeback. But yeah, Ralphie May was one of those because I went through a weird state, a weird spate of time where I just didn't watch a lot of American comedians. Because I just thought, no, they, uh, there's nothing, you know, smart that they do. It's all just, hey, fuck you, hey, shit, this, hey, cunt, 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 cunt. It's just, it wasn't really smart comedy. And I went through a weird pretentious phase of just, you know, everything has to be smart and funny. <laughs> then I just can realise you know what comedy is comedy it doesn't fucking matter what nationality is if it's funny there's not much you can do about it you yeah. can, apart from just appreciate it and that's where you know Joe Rogan came in that's where uh, to an extent Kevin Smith came in because he started doing comedy tours now it's basically just I'm going to take my podcast I'm going to cut it down into little three minute bits and I'm going to do that for you know an hour and a half it's actually not too bad Kevin Smith kind of has a natural gift for talking anyway because the, the guy spoke for an hour and 45 minutes on a podcast by himself about The Force Awakens. Shit. It is fucking hard to get through. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, because <laughs> at certain points he loses himself and he kind of loses the audience, but he's got a natural gift for talking and he's naturally quite funny. So yeah. put that in a stand-up special, kind of works. He's been a comedic storyteller for the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And he, him and likes of Joe Rogan and fuck's his name. That doesn't matter. Um, Another comedian whose name fucking escapes me. Kind of looks like Link from Rhett and Link, if you know who that is. Mm. Jimmy Pardo, that's his name. Right. He's another one of those kind of... He's another one of those comedians that didn't really do a lot of commercial success, so he thought, right, I'm going to do some funny stuff on a podcast. Yeah. And then he got more commercial success off of that. Can him and Mark Maron kind of started the whole comedy podcast thing, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark Maron's another one. Yeah, he's, he's, another one. he's credited as the OG... Yeah. Of uh, maybe even the OG of podcasting. Yeah. Which is he's a weird one. Who was it he used to describe? I think it might have been uh, like Bill Burr's original podcast was, or uh, he would phone a service and like you would be on the phone with a flip phone talking to people to like you would be recording the podcast through a phone call and then that would upload onto a website and that was how people would hear your podcast. Jesus, that is. <laughs> Antiquated as fuck. Yeah. Most of all, using the phone as a phone. Ew. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's how you get Facebook. Yeah, that's why you text people. I think yeah. the longest, maybe not the longest phone call I've had recently has been you phoning me to say that you're downstairs because my doorbell doesn't yeah, work. no, I'm... <clears throat> pardon me. I am such a fucking huge advocate of the less than 30 second phone call. Mm -hmm. If your phone call takes anything more than 30 seconds, you guarantee with each passing second, I'm thinking about hanging up. <laughs> if you can tell me as much information as you physically possibly need to within 30 seconds thank you yeah uh, which is why phone calls to my older brothers to uh, my brother's wife 
That sounds way creepier than I meant it to. <laughs> phone call, yeah, and no. separate phone calls to my brother's wife. No, because they all are magicians in terms of the third second phone call. If I phone my brother's wife, I go, cool, well, hey, what, is, what does my brother want for Christmas? Cool, I'll get him that. Thank you. Yeah. There's... Phone my brother, what does your wife want for Christmas? Cool, I'll get her that. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent phone call. These are sounding fucking creepier than I meant them to. <laughs> what does your wife want for Christmas? <laughs> oh, speaking of Christmas, I've seen the fucking worst Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. It is a Christmas horror movie called Santa's Sleigh. Right. right. Um, this is actually the story, but I want you to guess the pro wrestler that plays Santa Claus. Mm, I'm going to just say Hulk Hogan. No. You're close, though. Oh, close. You're close, though. Andre the Giant. It's made in 2003. Andre the Giant's dead. I know he's dead. <laughs> he died a while before 2003. Um, think less WWE, more other... Cause I'm pretty sure this wrestler wasn't with WWE at the time. Apparently, he just wants to say John Cena for the shits and giggles. He's probably still in the Navy at this point. Yeah. Um, nah, who uh, you got? Uh, Goldberg. Oh, shit. He plays Santa. But in this version of Christmas, Santa is the son of Satan. <laughs> uh, makes been, sense. You should been, reshuffle the letters. Yeah, reshuffle the letters. Who's been cursed by an angel into being nice for a thousand years. <laughs> in 1903, the curse is broken in 2003. <laughs> no, I... I uh, 1003 so when it comes to 2003 the curse is broken but he bec- he has they have a game of uh, curling uh-huh. uh, they play curling and if he loses he has to become nice he becomes nice for a thousand years the curse gets broken in 2003 and he goes to a town called Hell Township in Michigan and just starts killing people you know any type of Christmas based weaponry you can think of you know the presents Candy cane through the eye. Yep. He uh, sucks a candy cane down to a needle point and stabs some guy guy in the throat with it a couple of times. He blows up a couple of people using uh, Christmas present bombs. He runs over a couple of people with, get this, not reindeer, his Christmas war buffalo. (laughs) Okay, like, 2003, try harder. Just a little, not even like, just like, don't go all out, just a little bit harder. Just like a 10% little ink, a little bump. 5% would make this movie great, but no, it's, it's fucking horrible, it's cheesy, but there's so many deaths in it. Yeah. It's an hour and 15 minutes, maybe an hour and 15 and change. Uh, There are 40 odd kills in it. You're literally, if you average it out, it's like one every two minutes. Yeah, it's one every 1.35 minutes. (laughs) If you go on to the, because the YouTube channel that I've been talking about for quite a while, it's one of my favourite YouTube channels now, Dead Meat, with uh, the guy that runs it, it's a guy called James A. Janice. He runs it, he does weird looking analytical things. He does a show called The Kill Count, and I thought, I'll go, because he uploads them every so often. He's doing sort of Christmas horror movies just now. Oh yeah, I think you've talked to this for yeah. yeah. I'm a huge fan of the, the, the Dead Meat channel and the Dead Meat podcast and the guy that runs the Dead Meat podcast's fiance. <laughs> God damn it. Sounds creepier than you think it does, Dom. I know, but she's, oh, she's so damn pretty. What does she want for Christmas? What does she want for Christmas? Santa's got more than presents in his sack. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think there's, uh, there's a kill at one point something minutes and uh, they get more and more imaginative as you can as it goes on you know there's the, the candy cane there's the candy cane in the eye there's the sleigh uh, he can also shoot fireballs <laughs> for some weird reason at one point he just turns to the, the hero of the story and just opens his mouth and a shit CGI fireball just pops out his mouth <laughs> and all the while uh, Goldberg is giving the 
acting performance you would assume that he's giving. Yeah. Just horrible, low, growly accent and just, welcome to Christmas, bitch. This kind of horrible <laughs> Freddy Krueger <laughs> accent that he's putting on. And it's fucking, it's shit. But it's good shit. I mean, uh, how many, what's the, the recommended amount of alcohol you need to start the movie and how much we have consumed before you finish the movie? Uh, I started off on a beer and by the time, by the time it had finished, I had finished the rest of my litre bottle of Jack Daniels and there was about half that bottle there. Okay. I got pretty plastered. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be blitzed off your skull to appreciate this movie. But when you do, you're going to reach a level of euphoria. <laughs> you're just going to go, holy <laughs> crap, this might be the best movie ever. You'll be the Eric Andre gift of, yes! Good <laughs> <laughs> job. I'm I, doing the, the Hannibal Barres when you're ripping your shirt off. Like, yes! <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't think I've seen a really bad movie recently. After the last one, the last oh, ones we talked about. Dawn of the Day Bloodlines? Day of the, the Dead Day of the Dead of the Bloodlines. Yeah. You know what? Pretty much don't yeah. care. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> the director didn't give a shit. Why should I? No. <laughs> he didn't show up to say it. I didn't show up to remember his fucking movie. Yeah. I, uh, after that, I actually, I think I've focused on kind of rebuilding my mental state by watching yeah. decent stuff. Yeah, I can imagine you need to, you need to watch a few good movies after that. Although I watched, um, last night I sat down to watch a little bit of anime on Netflix because they're dropping the usual stuff. Yeah. Um, because it's just time for that seasonal change. They actually did drop a Christmas special, the first show I'm a big fan of, a show called Agretzico, which is a... It's about the red panda metalhead. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping you hadn't heard of it, because I like describing it. The, the The right way of describing certain things is to give people like the basic storyline, yeah. but then hit them with a hook at the end. Yeah. So for me, for Agretzico, it's it's about a girl in her like mid-20s, she's starting her office, or she's in the she's middle of an office job, an office. she's just doing like day entry, she's just, she hates her life, she hates her boss, she tries to get by with the few friends she has, try and make it nice and relatable for the person you're describing the story to, and then you just go, oh and by the way she's a tiny little red panda who sings heavy metal to get over her depression, yeah. what do you think of the show? <laughs> That's a great show. Yeah. Uh, but then they had a Christmas special, which is really good. Uh, it finishes up season one's kind of story arc, ties up a few loose ends there, um, and then has a lot more to do with the fact that after the end of season one, uh, Retzko goes into social media. She likes the kind of dopamine drip of getting likes on stuff on Instagram oh, yeah. Yeah. and becomes obsessed with it. And it's her almost ruining her Christmas for Instagram likes. Which is weird that they let her actually use Instagram. Yeah. It's like, a, it's referred to as, oh, she's getting Instagram likes. You know? Did they sign off on this? Or did Netflix just say, fuck it, we're fuck Netflix. It, we, <laughs> we got that Netflix money. You got, ooh, we got Facebook money. We got Netflix we got money, Netflix son. Money. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, wholeheartedly enjoyed that. And then decided to watch, I just wanted to watch like a little burst, like a 12 episode anime. Hmm. Ended up watching Sirius the Jaeger. Yeah, I've seen that. Don't bother. No good. Nah, I do, I, unless there is something that redeems it, and I'm going to sit down and watch a bit more of it tonight, unless there's something that redeems it, it's just boring. Um, I don't care. What, what's the basic premise? Tell me Tell me what it is. Uh, you have a young man who is um, working with a team of vampire hunters who just hunt down vampires like in Japan. <laughs> I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> the description alone just made me, made me very bored. The weird thing with the show is that the, there's obviously a hook, and yeah, the, hook is, the hook is that he's a werewolf. Oh, okay. This is described in the like series description of the show on Netflix. So, you know, you just it gives you like, the little white text says, "Oh, born into blah blah blah." He did blah, 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 blah. and there's all the text, and it says he's a werewolf hmm. in the text. 
the first five episodes of the show that I've watched have just been making little vague hints that there's something otherworldly about him. And they keep talking about wolves and being part of the pack and how it's hunting instinct and blah blah blah. And he feels something inside him stirring that doesn't feel human. And you think, hmm, I wonder what it could possibly be. Oh wait, you already fucking told me. (laughs) They have ruined their own show. And I'm just bored. I'm sitting here going, okay, I get it. They, oh, what a surprise. The mum died. Oh no, an anime protagonist's mum died. No, no, his brother, his slightly older brother died to, like, protect him from the evil monster he's obsessed with killing. Yeah, that's, that's breaking some new ground in terms of anime. <sighs> no one's mother has ever died protecting them. No, no. She it's does. fairly fucking standard nowadays. Yeah. She screams, oh no, get away. Have you seen there's a, a, an anime trope? I mean, has anyone ever seen Gundam before? No parents <laughs> to be fucking had in any of those shows. No parents. One, just one of the shows is called Iron Blooded Orphans. <laughs> <laughs> there actually just is a running joke of a certain haircut. That's the level it's at now. Is that people notice that like if you have a ponytail on one side of the head, like the shoulder, yeah, comes out. That's it. You're dead. If you're a mum who has a shoulder ponytail, dead. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You could be the most interesting character in the show, dead. Yeah. <laughs> but this thing is save the universe. You're dead. There's no interesting characters. There's not one. Yeah. Normally, there's like at least a side character who's kind of weird and quirky. Everyone just. Seems like the most basic template of anything. There's yeah, one real copy paste job. What a surprise! The tall, big ginger guy is from Ireland. Oh, what a surprise! Oh, oh shiver me timbers! Like, ah, oh, oh no! What a <laughs> hunt of vampires! <laughs> we'll go and hunt of vampires. Oh, what's that? A potato. Oh look, vampires in Nippon. Who does see it coming? Eh? <laughs> vampires from those Japanese land. I just it was I'm bored of it already, and there's yeah. like seven more episodes to go. I'll be back to say no to it later on, I guess, next yeah, next good. episode. I hopefully I haven't finished. But I said to a mate at work who's like, he watches everything. He adds everything on, on Netflix onto his list. And I'm like, I will tell you to just skip this. Let me confirm there might be something at the end of this that justifies 12 episodes of this yeah. shit. Yeah, there might be a big payoff at the end. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Um, your, so yeah. your feelings towards this are my exact feelings towards Fallout 76. So glad I've picked up that game. I didn't either. I've seen this shit show unraveling on the internet. No, have you actually seen? I mean, it's worse than you think. They're uh, they're rolling out uh, new patches or something. You paid uh, loot boxes that people are just going to fucking destroy within minutes. Uh, there's also if you go into the games, fucking hell! <laughs> if you go into the gate it's like all up in the nose when I'm trying to talk it just feels like someone shoved a fucking balloon up there uh, if you go into the game source code you can literally see copy and pasted assets from Skyrim and Fallout 4 mm-hmm. which is just the ultimate form of fucking lazy so if you go into the console commands you can just summon a set of dragon armor and you can summon fucking Alduin from Skyrim I mean at least that's fun <laughs> yeah I mean that, that would be fun for about a minute but then you realise wait why am I not playing Skyrim yeah, I could just go play Skyrim right go now. Go play fucking Skyrim, the polished game that it is. Yeah. Instead of playing Fallout 76, the mess that it is. A game that's just been so mired in just shite. There is a... I've actually I've not watched it, but I would say if... I've not played it, but if I could point anyone into a kind of review that explains why it's so bad, I would turn people towards a YouTube channel called Up Is Not Jump. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he used to do like machinima for Rick and Morty. He used to take like, Rick and Morty bits, redo them all in Fallout 4. All right, yeah. Fucking hilariously well done. Like, he was really good at, like, pacing out the jokes and he would add bits and pieces that weren't there in the original show just to, just dumb visual comedy. And he was really good at it. And that's why I would trust him at saying he knows his shit when he talks about Bethesda's engine. Because he has spent 4,000 hours in Fallout 4. 
That man lived and breathed that game for years, making Rick and Morty jokes. I think he also did Bob Ross as well for a bit. But he um, he went through and analysed Fallout 76 mechanically and just as a fan of the series and what's been going on like outside of development, like the encroaching loot boxes and stuff like that. His teardown in that game is fantastic. Really recommend that. Up is not jump. Uh, what is wrong with Fallout 76? It's not even just the fact that the game itself plays like ass. It's the fact that they've cut so much fucking co- so many corners in just the presentation of the special edition saying that you're going to get this massive duffel bag that's going to have the Power Armor's helmet in it. Apparently the Power Armor's helmet is fucking horrible in of itself, but you're just getting some plastic nylon bowling bag. Yeah, they said it was like a, uh, a th- authentic uh, like hemp bag or some shit yeah. like that. It was supposed to be like a proper like satchel yeah. to hold the power arm helmet in it, and it was just literally like the cheapest gym bag they could find. Yeah. I mean, it's not even a proper gym bag. Remember those drawstring bags you used to get yeah. goodie bags for in primary school? Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that aspires to be that level. It's just a thinner one of those. Did you see the customer service response to that? Oh yeah. Somebody complained about it. And the response from customer service was, yeah, we couldn't afford a, a proper bag. Yeah. Not going to do anything about it. Eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, just fuck you. And Todd Howard's response to people not liking the game is putting in paid look boxes. Yeah, that's going to make him fucking popular. I think Bethesda have actually shat the bed in this one. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you had released a bad game, understandable. The response to this is not, like, it's almost unforgivable. Yeah, the response to this has been... I mean, poor on both sides. Bethesda have not handled it well. Yeah. And the fans... They did just... actually send out the proper bags. Yeah. Although they fucked up that as well. Yeah, I remember hearing that. <laughs> they, they didn't... Was it they meant... They, they sent out something that was just a slight upgrade from what they actually had? No, no, no. This is... Uh, they were going to send... They sent out the proper canvas bag. It was canvas. Canvas. Let's try to remember what the, the term was for the bag. But it's proper canvas bag. The only thing is to claim it, you had to get access... You had to send like a, a copy, a picture of your receipt and the bag. Mm-hmm. to Bethesda and they would give you a logon code that would allow you to claim the refund or claim the uh, claim the canvas bag they would ship to you just so they could confirm your shipping address when you logged in with that code you got admin access you could see the entire database oh, of okay. everyone trying to claim it so you could see everyone's payment details and home address Jesus Christ the level of fuck up upon fuck up is uh, probably what this game will be remembered for. Yeah, definitely. I don't think Bethesda can recover from that. I mean, as a game publisher, yeah, they can because they'll have something... What do they have? Rage 2? Rage 2 is yeah, in the Bethesda pipeline? Bethesda have got Rage 2. They have... Uh, the Wolfenstein series. They, they have Doom. Doom, uh, Doom yeah. Eternal. Yeah. There's probably going to be a Wolfenstein 3. There's going to be an Elder Scrolls 6. That's way down the pipeline, though. Yeah, that's, we have... I think the only thing they showed for that was a CGI trailer. Showing that this is what the world could look like in a in a in a demo setting. Uh, yeah, they showed the because oh, they showed uh, was it Somerset or something? It's no, the land of the elves. I try to remember what it's called, Illidan or something like that. Yes, yeah, so. it's that's Elder Scrolls Six, but there was Elder Scrolls uh, he, uh, Heroes of the Blades, hmm. which was like a mobile game. Uh, uh, that was that was actually probably one of the better received mobile games we've seen this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not really knocking it out of the park with this. But uh, what's more Diablo's one that I was referring to there? But oh, no, Diablo's, sorry, Diablo's. Diablo's Immortals. Um, but yeah, I think as a publisher, they'll do okay. But yeah. with their own in-house IP, I think they're going to suffer. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that was, I think they've got something else planned. There's something that's not Fallout related. It's like a new IP they want to work on. 
I think that might be the uh, the kind of saving grace of that company at this point yeah. because at this point, I mean, another Elder Scrolls game would go down well, despite the fact nobody really plays Elder Scrolls Online anymore. I know um, a few people that played it, but uh, the one person I knew that played it religiously, as soon as Fallout 14 got updated, he just dropped Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. As quick as fuck. And I don't see them pulling that one back. I think they've actually done permanent damage yeah, to their reputation as a company. Yeah, because of how just rushed and shoddy and how poor their, their customer service has been. I think they just need to cut the cord on this one. Yeah. There was another one, um, like, Fallout adjacent story. I cannot remember what the hell it was called. So a friend of mine kept sending me the link to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sent it to me. I told him, I'll look at it later. He sent me the link two days later. After I'd already told him I didn't like the look of the game. <laughs> he didn't right. he refused to believe that I just wouldn't approve of this game. I'm gonna try and find the name of it just now. I don't know if this might have popped up when you've been uh, looking at game related stuff, but did you see that Toy were trying to pull all Dragon Ball Fighters tournaments? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, they tried to pull the right from uh, Evo Japan. Right. And all other kind of orbiting fighting game tournaments they were trying to pull the rights for them from uh, Dragon Ball Fighters basically saying you do not have license to play this game anymore we're going to do something different a lot of people are thinking it's because they were trying to do their own thing they were trying to set up the Dragon Ball World Tour okay it's basically their kind of round robin their kind of country to country type fighting game tournament see you should call it the Grand Tour and then make that Dragon Ball GT so nobody remembers <laughs> that shit anime you put people just sweep that under the carpet speaking of uh, I found the name of that game real quick though. Okay, uh, what was it? The Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds. It's uh, from that the former. Generic. It's the former producers of like Fallout Two and the guys who helped write some of Three. Because like, I'm not gonna lie, Fallout One and Fallout Two are great games. You ever played them? No. It's the sort of older top-down Diablo yeah. type view. It's, it's a good game. Yeah, I I liked Three and Four. Yeah, I, I had no qualms about. But, oh, I don't like that. It's totally normalized. I'm like. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't play your thousand dollar RPG from the past. I'm yeah. a modern gamer. I have other things to do. <laughs> like you can't argue with good games. That's all that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. I might not like Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Mm. People play it by all accounts. The Black Ops mode looks good. It's a good game though. Like you can't argue with it. Yeah. But the uh, the Outer Worlds, the trailer for it really pissed me off because it looks so great, it looks such a fresh, innovative take on gaming. And I'm like it looks like Borderlands <laughs> in the Fallout engine. And I know it's yeah. in the Fallout engine because the fucking camera angle you use to like zoom in to have a conversation. Like when you, like if I came up to you, you're yeah. like an NPC and said, hi, I need to trade with you. The camera zoom into your face is the exact same. Yeah, so you seem like a like, bit of torso up to neck and top of the head. Not just the camera framing, the motion in. All right. I've played enough Fallout 4 to know that camera's in off by heart. Jeez. And I got PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's back again. <laughs> I don't want it. Preston Garvey needs to make, save another turn. I don't want to oh, do this can't anymore. Do it, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you're here, General. I have a great idea for you. Like, first of all, I'm the General, bitch. Yeah. You're the fucking Lieutenant. <laughs> you do what I say. <laughs> you go clear the town of Raiders. <laughs> I can imagine you just get all British on me and I'm just like, at your, at your station, Lieutenant, you shall listen to me now. <laughs> Sorry, follow for like, as much as I enjoy that game, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Specifically, Preston Garvey. Yeah, Preston Garvey got a bit annoying. Rest of that game, totally fine. Preston Garvey, eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Outer Worlds, uh, not thoroughly impressed. I love Borderlands. Yeah. Um, although if you go back to that game, it's different from what you remember. Yeah, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, is rough. 
I mean, rough. Oh, this is just Borderlands One. Oh, Bor- no, Borderlands One is fucking horrible, man. Gameplay wise, it's such a different world. Yeah, it's fucking like I think Borderlands Two kind of hit the nail on the head. I think this is what they were kind of striving for in Borderlands One. It's just so slow. Yeah, Borderlands. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Playing as the siren in that game is just the best way to make that game last way too long. Actually, scrolling through this conversation, I've the guy showed me the Outer Worlds. Yeah. Reminded me of what was going to cause us to do this podcast like the week after the last one. Yeah. The Sonic the Hedgehog posters. Oh shit. We'll get to that after we my for- Dragon Ball story. Dragon Ball story yeah. first. <laughs> but yeah, apparently Toei were just going around pulling licenses, pulling a uh, permission from everybody just saying, you can't host Dragon Ball tournaments. You can't host Dragon Ball tournaments. Uh, you get a cease and desist. You get a cease and desist. Much. Oh, that, I've got another. <laughs> All these stories are just coming fucking back to mind. But uh, yeah, uh, this was, this happened... Not, I think it might have been two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, basically, Toy were just going, no, this you're not happening. Funimation were kind of trying to side with them, just going, look, if you look at Evo uh, US, look at the numbers Dragon Ball Fighters got. It was the biggest tournament in terms of competitors, and it was the most viewed fighting game tournament of the entire year. Mm-hmm. You need to let this happen. And apparently it took uh, the directors from Evo US putting up posts to people saying, look guys, we don't know what we're going to do. Fighters is not going to be evil anymore. It might have just been a one and done. It took a whole lot of YouTubers just going, well, uh, this it's going to be a bad year for Dragon Ball Fighters because not going to be at any tournaments except Dragon Ball World Tour. Mm-hmm. It took all these people and uh, Harada from Tekken, who's basically the kind of head, he basically made the first, all the Tekken games. He lead, he's a high higher up in uh, Bandai Namco who make fighters it took all these fucking all these messages and this person to just basically say to Toy look you can't do this this is fucking strange you have pure gold here you literally I, I mean always, I get that they want to have control of their own IP yeah but the exposure that it's getting I think it was something ridiculous like 1.5 billion people yeah. over the course of the weekend were watching Dragon Ball Fighters and fighters is at the core of Dragon Ball's rebirth. Yeah, I mean, because you've got Dragon Ball Super Broly, which we're going to see. Yes. Uh, it's 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 in uh, Sterling, Livingston, and Edinburgh. I don't give a fuck. Pick one, we're going. Uh, we've got Dragon Ball Super Broly, we've got Dragon Ball Super, which I'm kind of re-watching again. We've got the re-releases of Dragon Ball Z, which come out in Blu-ray every so often. And then you've got the movies on Blu-ray. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball is coming back in a big, big, big way. And it, you've got the middle of that, Fighters, because people are picking up Fighters going, oh, this is that cartoon that I watched when I was younger. Then they're playing the game and yeah. realising this is a really, really good fighting game. Yeah. You pull that away, people go, oh yeah, I'd play that game, but what if I want to compete at a tournament? I can't do that because totally yeah. you're being assholes. And it's a fighting game. That should be dead by now. It yeah. came out a year ago. It exactly. should be dead by it should now. should be done. A Street Fighter Five is still limping on. Tekken 7 is fucking non-existent now. <laughs> Smash Bros. I mean, Smash Bros. is just... Just out, first of all. dick in everyone else's yeah. face because that game is sold stupid well, which is no excuse for it having a stupid... Unfucking usable netcode. You cannot play it. Just it lags so bad. I don't know how the online can be so poor. I get that it's a covert move to force people to sit down with each other. Yeah, I hope so because the uh, otherwise unacceptable. The uh, offline couch co-op works perfectly, but if you were to play online, which I did for a bit, it's, it's not good. It's <laughs> laggy. It's trash. It's it's not something I recommend unless you have a wired connection. Yeah, just don't do it. Play go, phone phone your friends, get them to come around. I don't care if they live in fucking Venezuela and you live in Glasgow. 
get them fucking round. It is worth a train. It, you, the it's plane worth ticket. The trains and buses <laughs> and planes that they're going to have to get to get to Glasgow. Yeah. Who was the uh, someday? Oh yeah, my brother started playing Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah. Tried to download it over uh, wired or wireless connection. I said, yeah. Stephen, stop. Take it downstairs. Plug it into the the router and yeah, download do it, it via way. physical cable. Yeah. I, I know it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a weird thing that we all like went nuts for Wi-Fi and then we still haven't gotten good Wi-Fi. No, we haven't got the speeds of Wi-Fi that we wanted. No. Because I think at home I have something like a 200 something connection. Yeah. But that's do. split between four people? Yeah, that's split between four people and that's because uh, what we did is we majorly downsized the cable yeah. package just to boost the internet. Yeah. And it's kind of slowly getting lesser and lesser <laughs> just so we can boost the internet. Which I don't really care because we've kind of shifted away from streaming. As long as I can get Comedy Central and watching Practical Jokers every now and again, I'm cool with that. But again, I can just go on Netflix and watch Practical Jokers or YouTube. Yeah. And the, we have an insane, insanely quick connection in the house. But it still takes fucking ages to download games. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, we just managed to like divert away from a story you had there. So I said, you get a DMCA. You get a season desist. You get a season desist. What was your uh, oh, cease and desist story? My cease and desist story. You remember Soldier Boy? Yes, I know where this is going. Right, Soldier Boy was a very, very, very stupid boy, and he uh, made very illegally a whole bunch of sort of ROM consoles, like kind of shitty handheld consoles, or those things that you see on Facebook adverts or social media adverts, and it's just buy this console nine thousand games in one. Real 4K graphics comes with free plugs and controllers. That kind of bullshit. Yeah. He slapped his image on them and called them Soldier Boy Games and started sending them out to people for $220 a piece. Yeah, I think he was... Actually, I think it was higher. Yeah. If I remember the JonTron video that he did in it, it was like... No, that, it was the £100. Oh, right. The console itself was about $300, $400. Right, because I saw it was like... It was up to 400 but for a Christmas sale, down to 200 yeah. Or just get it on Amazon for 50. Yeah, get the exact <laughs> console on Amazon for 50. And he was saying all original, all new games. And the funniest thing was he put up a fake tweet from uh, Masahiro Sakura, the guy that makes Smash Bros. Yeah. Saying that Smash Bros., the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate was coming to the Soldier Boy game. And everyone, all the comments were just, why, why have you made a fake account? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Please cease and desist. So naturally, Nintendo jumped on there. Hit him with a cease and desist. Uh, Masahiro Sakurai hit him with a cease and desist. He might be facing 17 years in jail. See, the thing is, I've seen his comments about the situation, and every time like people like us, just commentators, want to point out how stupid this fucking decision has been to upsell uh, people on a console that doesn't really have the legal right to publish yeah. the 900 ROMed games that's on there. Um, he just says, thanks for the free coverage, bitches. Yeah, it won't be that when he's getting, you know, yeah. covered in, you know, dudes trying to rape him in prison. <laughs> it's not free coverage if uh, you're legally unable to make money from it. I'm sorry. The cease and desist is going to happen. It's going to happen hard. He will face jail time because he has made money off this. He has made money off something that's not his to sell. At best, he is paying back a shit ton of money. Yeah, at worst, prison. <laughs> at worst, prison. And Bye. Nintendo are a huge fan of the whole DMCA. Although I did hear they've uh, retracted their Smash stuff. They have the, what was it, the Nintendo Creators Project is now done. Good, because it was garbage. It was ridiculous. People saying, oh, you can make money on this, but you have to give us something ridiculous like 60%. YouTube takes 50, Nintendo take 30. 
Yeah, that was the split, and then you get the twenty percent, and then obviously you'll have to pay taxes on that, and yada yada yada. But it leaves you with like pennies on the pound at that point. But I think if they've done the right thing, just saying, look, you can put Nintendo Nintendo content up free, do whatever you need to, because they knew. I think at that point they knew a lot of people were going to be doing Smash. Yeah, Smash is going to be about for a bit because we're getting DLC. Or the first DLC character is going to be Piranha Plant, and after that we're getting the characters that people actually want. Uh, in terms of the pers- the protagonist from Persona Five, you just call him Joker. Okay. Because they're all based on cards. Right. Like another character would be called Queen, like Ace Jack Club, that kind of thing. Yeah. And we're getting him. Then after that, there's a lot of speculation about who the next set of characters are going to be. Uh, I think in my head they need to put in a character along the lines of Banjo Kazooie, Banjo and Kazooie from yeah. Banjo Kazooie, because. This Smash Ultimate is all about honouring Nintendo's legacy. Mm-hmm. Banjo Kazooie, Banjo and Kazooie have such a huge fucking part in Nintendo's legacy that it does them an injustice to not be in the game. Yeah, so I, I think, think they might be working on with a character like that. Yeah, you'd or, be working on like an upresed model of them. Yeah, I think because uh, you will not know who this character is at all, but there's a character in it, character in the game, just now called King K. Rool, who's this giant alligator thing that comes from. Uh, Donkey Kong 64 no Donkey Kong Country which was games that Rare made with Nintendo way back in the day alright yeah and Rare made Banjo-Kazooie, uh, Banjo-Kazooie for Nintendo right and because they're now owned by Microsoft as a whole kind of because I've got Banjo-Kazooie on the Rare replay yeah. and I was like hey wait why is that on like why is that yeah, part of Nintendo surprised. I think about 75% of the games on that disc are all N64 hmm. Banjo-Kazooie Banjo-Kazooie 1 uh Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct 2, Killer Instinct Ultra, uh, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero. A lot of those are uh, N64 games. But obviously they work for Microsoft now, so they've just kind of yeah. had to put it on the other side. But they're kind of working out the whole licensing issues by saying, because they've already got King K. Rool on a Nintendo console, I think they're going to do the right thing and say, right, Banjo-Kazooie, you're going to get put on there as well. Yeah. But my question is now, Mortal Kombat is now coming back to the Switch. Can I see Sub-Zero or Scorpion beating the living shit out of a Nintendo character. That would make my fucking millennium. I'd, I mean, could you just imagine the I'd look on a child's face when you just see Scorpion just throw out the, the fucking ninja rope <laughs> yeah. and just get Kirby in the mouth? <laughs> just grab him. Get over here! <laughs> his, uh, his ultimate moves, his sort of like finisher moves have always been Scorpion dragging someone to hell. Yeah. And Nintendo have always been very, very anti-religious imagery. <laughs> so how does he explain that one? Just, oh, Scorpion takes him to heck or Hiffle. <laughs> <laughs> he takes him to the home for infinite losers and just punches them against some fiery rocks for... I just... I wonder. I don't think they could do that. I'm pretty sure we... Nan- Ed Boon has already said, if you want Scorpion or Sub-Zero and Smash, I am happy to go along with it. Because <laughs> people have been peppering them just going, right, so Mortal Kombat 11. Yes, it's happening. It's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Yes, absolutely. It's, ha- it's coming to both those consoles. Is it also coming to Switch? Yes, it's coming to Switch. What's the chances of him going to be in Smash? I'm don't know. To it. Something Nintendo. Is sitting there shaking his head going, no. <laughs> I don't want but to do this. fans are just going, yes, you put Bayonetta in. Why not put more mature characters in there? Come on, give it a Come on. on. Just let us freeze Mario then smash him over the head with a nice hammer. Let us do it. I think it. you'd be more likely cool. to see Goku. I really think you'd be like. Hero Sakurai has actually just came out of nowhere and said, I'm never put. He doesn't want to put comic book characters in there, he doesn't want to put manga characters in there. Because a lot of people are saying, 
uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance is now a Nintendo exclusive game. What's the chances of a Marvel character making it into Smash Bros? And Sakurai just said, no comic books, no manga, no TV shows. Basically taking uh-huh. a dig at uh, Tekken for, <laughs> for putting in fucking Negan in Tekken 7. <laughs> it's a nice little dig, that, because that was a, yeah, just a weird... It was. It's, just, it's a weird cameo. Yeah. Yeah, Soldier Boy might be facing jail time because he's a because he's a rip off artist. More than happy to hear that. I'm sorry, yeah. just the Soldier Boy crank that dance was just too too annoying. When when did it even happen? I couldn't even remember. I want to say 2007, and yeah, so I don't care if I'm right. That sounds about right, and I, I I'm in the same vein. I don't want to look it up. <laughs> I'm not googling that. It's not going. No, my, not there's some horrific up. shit in my search history. Yeah. That is not going to be one of them. Nah, there's some weird things on my on my phone. I'm not adding Soldier Boy. Crank that. <laughs> when did Soldier Boy crank that? Hmm. Crank, uh, crank that. You can't even say crank that. <coughs> we are just dying. Yeah, um, it's not even funny. I mean, I'm turning away from the microphone to cough. I'm pretty sure the microphone's still picking up. But yeah, hey, going back to the Dragon Ball Fighters thing, I think they have sorted it out. Harada, the the director of Tekken has just stepped in and said, this is ridiculous, you need to sort this out. So I think it has been taken care of. It will be put into these, it'll be put back into the fighting game tournaments, it'll be at Evo, it'll be at um, other fighting game tournaments, but I think it's going to have to have more um, supervision from Toy Animation. Yeah, they'll want to get in there and make sure yeah. that, maybe not so much the players, but the actual, uh, like the actual event itself represents Toy in a good light, because they're very particular about it. And that's why, guys like Team 4 Star have got such a massive issue with toy animation is that they just they want to control the IP they want to control how the IP is conveyed to the public well that's what did you see uh, Team 4 Star gave you a Christmas gift yeah they did they gave us the epilogue for episode 60 episode 60 yeah yeah it was phenomenal I fucking love it I love that it's, I it was good. it's just to kind of end that little it's just all the little inside jokes that oh by the way we forgot we've got to do this one little bit we had yeah. an idea for so it's like they had little extras there and you're like wow it got weird and dark when uh, Trunks returns to the future yeah when Trunks has the conversation with um, Balma yeah <laughs> I just got weird and edible it's like yeah so uh, when uh, you were younger <laughs> you made a pass at me <laughs> you may have tried to smash that with me and <laughs> just like yeah, <laughs> yeah it happened. the uh, my my favorite bit though was definitely Cell singing the same song that he sings that in the future <laughs> but it's weird creepy cell not perfect cell where yeah. it's Takahata just blasting out the singing voice yeah. and it's just him as like weird creepy cell singing well so done no the team four star guys have got it got that formula nailed yeah. but the only problem is I don't know when the next season of Dragon Ball a, a DBZ approach they said they're off. putting it to 2020 uh, that's, yeah that's fine I and can see them taking somebody said to me oh my god it's so far away I'm like 12 months and that was announced, like, what seems like yesterday, but was actually about three and a bit months ago. Yeah, I mean, give them time off. They've got other shit to do. I guarantee it's not going to be a quiet year for Team Four Star. They're still going to bust out other shit. No, they're working on... Yeah. No, they did. They, yeah, they, they finished, finished 10. Um, and they've got... Uh, what's it called again? Uh, Hells. The uh, the thing they're actually producing as, like, a dub studio. All oh, right. Um, their professional production that they're doing. They've been oh, working on it for a while. So they've actually put that out, and that comes out early next year, I think. Um, and then they've got, I don't know, they've they've actually spent the last most part of this year yeah. developing stuff beyond abridged because they don't want to be stuck there at the end of abridged saying, "What, what do we, we do, do now?" now? Yeah. yeah, nobody wants to be stuck in that position, especially now in YouTube, where if you didn't post, I mean, they're one of the few channels that say that you could avoid posting your main content for a month and keep coming back. 
otherwise, I mean, if it wasn't for them doing such outstanding work on it, nobody would be coming back for that genre. It's just the, they do their gaming stuff and it's Bento? Is it Team 4 Star Bento that's the, the weird kind of offshoot stuff that they do? Yeah, I think I remember seeing something like that. It's like reviewing and stuff. I don't know what the, the, the point of it. I'm not a big fan of it. And the, even Team 4 Star Gaming, I don't really pay much attention there. I didn't even watch their streams that much. Nah, I but usually watch Team 4 Star Gaming, but only when there's the, the Vegeta of Renegade for Life stuff. I watch yeah, that. that came back, didn't it? Yeah, that came back. I'm always a, I'm always a fan of uh, Lanny Pator's Vegeta voice. Uh, it just, it's fucking hysterical. And especially <laughs> when you see him playing something like Spyro. Yeah. <laughs> the Spyro is fucking brilliant. You need, to, you need to watch that. I was just reminded of yet another story that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Obviously, it's fairly standard that most people now, nowadays with YouTube and shit like that, people get review copies of video games. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that people got review copies of Kingdom Hearts 3 sent out to them and then just started tearing it to shit, posting it online, sent, putting up the entire ROM online? Oh, so like ripping the actual disc. Yeah, ripping and then, the actual data off the disc. I thought you meant like they just were like, dude, this game sucks dick, we waited 15 years for this. No, people <laughs> were saying that they were playing through it as much as they could, but they couldn't, and then they were just tearing it to bits, like putting it up online, saying right, what's going to be in this part, what's going to be in that part, to the point where Square Enix's uh, result to that would be they were going to continue sending out review copies, but the ending will only be patched into the game for their version of the game after release. So people that buy it on release will have a full version of the game. The people that get review copies can't finish the game until we have it. Hmm. I just thought that was pretty fucking good. It's a good solution, yeah. Yeah, but it's just the same, the same, in the same vein as people that are just very impatient, deciding to abuse a good, a good thing that are, are yeah. a good. Uh, you were given a gift by this yeah, company. Uh, I'm sorry, a good opportunity. They were given a good yeah. opportunity to play Kingdom Hearts three way before anybody else because this happened in November, maybe start of December. Um, they were given a good opportunity to play the game way before everybody else, but they just abused it. Thought, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this up online. Everyone's gonna be able to see it. Fair play to Square Enix; they were quick to shut it down. Yeah, you gotta be. Yeah, they just came like, no, 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 no. It's your biggest, that. most hyped release for the yeah. the next it's three cost, years. Costing me way too much money because I need to buy two copies. <laughs> okay, why? One's for me, one's a present. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would never buy two copies just to say, I have two, worship me. But I just, no, I said to a friend that who's notoriously hard to shop for, I said, yeah, I'll get you a copy. And why? Because I can't think of anything else. Just wait till January and shut up. <laughs> but uh, January is going to be a, a notoriously... Was oh, that January that comes yeah, out? January 29th. Okay. January 25th, Resident Evil 2 comes out. I'm going to have some choices to make. <laughs> <laughs> January 15th, Onimusha comes out. Okay. Too many games, but to be fair, if I really like to play on Emisha again, I could just play my PlayStation Two because that still works. Yeah, the controller might not, but PlayStation Two still works. Do you remember we were talking about the PlayStation One uh, retro thing, like the yeah. all of it stuck on one? Yeah, and how that now doesn't run PlayStation One games as well as the NES or SNES Mini does. Here's the thing: is with <laughs> the SNES and NES Minis, those came out and sold like crack. Yeah, they sold gangbusters. I'm getting offers for discounted PlayStation yeah, 1s. Amazon, it's 50 quid for a PlayStation 1 Classic. Yeah, like, I'm kind of tempted to get mm-hmm. it just to have it. Yeah, me too. Just because I thought it's there. But Like, no. I've well, heard a few things that it's just, it's not good. Yeah. There's not enough games that a lot of people, a lot of PlayStation fans would associate as being synonymous with the PlayStation. Yeah. But I think we, we talked about it before, it was like, it's a licensed yeah. thing. It's clearly it's like, it's stuff that's it's being a, remade or it's being, uh, yeah. it's hard to get a license. Or, I mean, people saying that there's no Spyro, you got the Spyro Classic Collection. <laughs> you got the Spyro HD Collection, no crash, same thing. Yeah, Your but, remasters are in another game 
in full HD. Yeah, in full HD for half the price of the plastic monstrosity that you're about to buy. I just, I'm, I wasn't going to get one. I, I'm still not going to get one. I'm not getting one, but if it's that cheap, yeah. why not? It's half price, literally half price. But my thing is, why are they having to, like, push these out the door? I'll give you, I'll tell you a reason. Uh, Nintendo spent time. They made sure that this was a good service that played their games well. The PlayStation apparently doesn't play all that well. Hmm. Uh, there's a severe, obviously, it's, they need to kind of up, upscale the H, upscale the HD because it's played through HDMI. Apparently it doesn't scale that well and the bitrate suffers because of it. Okay. It's meant to be played in a smooth sort of, not quite 60 frames per second, but a high 40. Apparently yeah. it barely scrapes 20 at some point. If you Shit. take the games from the PlayStation 1 Classic and use the software from the SNES Classic, it runs 100% better. That's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Okay. Because Nintendo perfected two retro mini consoles. PlayStation didn't even have time to get one right. That's just a case of, we're going to be better than Nintendo. Oh shit, Nintendo beat us, and they have Smash Bros. <laughs> we're not going to beat them for sales this Christmas. No, I, I just, it's a it's kind of weird disappointment to see it. Like, yeah. it fucked up with that. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be the, f- like, Nintendo came it, smashed it. Great idea. It's going to be a moneymaker for yeah. them for the next 20, 30 years, or 20, 30 years. Yeah. Like, I'd say the next five years. Yeah, somewhere. They can do that. They can do maybe another two. I mean, if the 64 comes out... From what I've heard, it's the N64 Mini is coming out, or rumoured to be coming out at the end, uh, sorry, summer this or summer 2019. And for Christmas, the big ticket item is going to be the GameCube Mini. Because apparently they've been in production since the SNES Mini came out. <laughs> yeah, when you hear that the, the first one sells, you're like, okay, let's bring yeah, back let's the Mac Daddy. Especially with the GameCube Mini. Yeah. The GameCube Mini is going to sell like fucking hotcakes because as someone who's been trying to track down old school classic GameCube games just because I've never I never played them that much. I mean I had a GameCube when it first came out but I never really got all the games. Mm-hmm. A chance to play some of those rarer games now, I'm fucking for it. Here's the thing though, as we were talking about it, like we've just sat and bashed Toy for being so controlling of their IP. Yeah. But Nintendo are pulling this off because they have absolute control of yeah. their IP. Exactly. They're just dominating it. I just, I, I just, I was just thinking about that and I'm like, we, we just kind of shat on Toei there for a bit, but like, this is how that plays out long term. Yeah. Just, I don't know how the long term of keeping Dragon Ball Fighters, like, yeah, Toei aren't coming out with the console. Yeah, Toei, they're just, I think they're just trying to control their own IP to an extent where it kind of damages them. Yeah. Nintendo are controlling their own IP while recognising the other parties that are involved in it. Yeah. So you've got, there's a fair few Square Enix games on the NES and the SNES Mini. So they're acknowledging, like, even on the back of it, and even when on the promotional material, it's just um, Square Enix helped with this, Capcom helped with this, because funnily enough, you don't get Legends of Zelda 1, you don't get Link to the Past, you don't get a Oracle of Ages and Seasons, all the other handheld Zelda games and early Zelda games without Capcom. Nintendo made them, but they couldn't figure out how to do it. Capcom stepped in and went, oh, that's just like the games that we make. We'll do it for you. Fucking, we don't care. Yeah. We just want a kind of we want our name put underneath Nintendo. Great. A little bit of a cut. Yeah. A little bit of bragging rights. Yeah, we'll take that. It makes sense for Nintendo to try and control their own IPs a bit more, but Toy were just kind of doing it to... Like they were slicing their nose to spite their face almost. Yeah. It just didn't really seem logical. But apparently that's all been kicked in at a touch because, you know, the guy that made Tekken just came in and went, nope, that's fucking stupid. You will listen to me. <laughs> the man is speaking. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I've got to bring up. 
I wrote a lot of crap on here that I don't really talk about. <laughs> yeah. That happens. That happens to be quite a lot. I think I wrote about three pages worth of notes and I just kind of systematically struck, uh, struck them off. Yeah. I think the main thing, I think what's going through my head a lot right now is just, I'm going to have so much fucking money to spend in China. Because I'm buying <laughs> this Evil 2, the Steelbook edition, which is the only sort of limited edition that you can buy. That's costing me 55, no, 65 beans. That's not bad. I'm going to be spending 70 on Kingdom Hearts 3 for myself. I'm going to be spending another 50 on another copy. So it's 120 there. Then with, I'm going to be spending about 180 odd quid just on games. Shit. Yeah. I'm I, going to try and mitigate that as much as I can by downsizing special editions. Yeah. Because I'm thinking yeah. I don't really need the special edition that much. I just want to fucking play the game. Yeah. And January just sucks for money in general. Like, yeah. obviously with Christmas, we just spent the Christmas money. It's all gone now. Yeah. And now we're sitting here going, oh my God, I spent how much on this thing? Yeah. My, uh, my older brother, or sorry, oldest brother, it's just had that happen to him because he's just looked at his bank statement and how much he spent on his daughter and his wife and he's just now crying. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was looking at my statements like a couple of days ago. I was like, Whoa, like everything's Shit. about to get paid off, but fuck, I did, I did a bad thing. I did bad things. <laughs> yeah, you spent way too much. I mean, I'm all for... Being Santa sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for, you know, buying them nice. I'm all for buying my family nice things, but I think there needs to be a limit. There needs to be a realistic limit on Christmas spending. Like I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen that story about uh, the mum who spent something like a something like a thousand pounds on all on each of her children, bought them tons of presents. She literally couldn't get in the door for the amount of presents that they had. And Dude, she posted it up on Instagram, and all the comments were just "You're a selfish cow! How dare you spend that much money on your family?" I mean, I mean, quite a lot of comments were that. Have you heard of charity? There was a lot of people just kind of going, "Well, if you want to spend that much money on your family, go for it," but. Again, you could do other things with it. Yeah. I think it, I'm never going to, even if I do have kids, there's never going to be a real, there's never going to be a, I'm going to spend a thousand pounds on you. I'm going to spend a thousand pounds on you. It'll be, you're going to get the new Xbox because daddy wants the new Xbox <laughs> and I need to justify the spend. <laughs> Did you see uh, the footage of Trump like questioning if a seven year old still yeah. plays in <laughs> At seven years old, it's marginal apparently. Oh boy. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? Like, you say that when you've got the kids' parents on the line, like, yeah. does your kid still believe in something? It's a bit marginal at seven. It can be. The kids are smart. Grown up to grown up, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> President of the United States to seven-year-old, that's fucking bad. Yeah, that's, that's really horrible. just... Like, at this point, he's fucked up. A, a phone, like, he fucked up phone, uh, phone calls to, like, grieving widows and stuff. Yeah. Why not fuck up a, a phone call with a Why child who believes in something? a seven-year-old's magical view of Christmas? Uh, just, I just I saw that clip. I was like, I just I'm leaving. I, I saw that clip. Chop away. I'm leaving. I just, I'm gonna go and I think I seen that and then decided I'm gonna go and do something that doesn't involve the internet. And I just sat and watched television. Yeah. <laughs> just disconnect. No, I know. I tell you what I did. I read a goddamn book. Wow. How I far just, did you disconnect from the internet after seeing that clip? I read didn't look book. at my phone. I just looked. I just read. Paper was comforting. Paper yeah. was nice. <laughs> Jesus, I read the. You ever heard of a writer called Patrick Rothfuss? No. Yeah, he, he's famous for uh, writing these fantasy books and it's, they're fucking massive books I read half of that thing oh, nice. <laughs> I thought I need to read I can't do internet right now <laughs> just Trump has pissed me off way too much yeah. I, uh, I've been on a bit of a kick of podcasting and I talked a lot of history on fire Yeah, uh, he finished his uh, four part series on Joan of Arc mm. I'd give it a listen you'd be amazed at how hard that girl got fucked yeah she, she, uh, she had to fight it was more the fact of like she goes through hell to save her country, 
and then the church gets involved and that's where it gets a dark fucking turn into a ditch and you can't I, I was just in disbelief I was walking around for like a day afterwards going like we did that to yeah. a person <laughs> We yeah. wouldn't if we did that to an alien right now, it'd be called into question like it's a human rights issue. Like yeah. we know it's not human, but it still really should have human rights. Like they just did that to a little girl. Like that is what I that's just a little girl. Yeah. Um I just phenomenally like mind boggling to think of the circumstances. But I also started um Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, which is one of the, the bigger podcasts in the history uh, world. It's a lot of like love and recognition. The minute you I, did you say Dan Carlin? Yeah, Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. I could swear you said Dan Harmon, was it? Dan if Harmon. he did a history podcast, it'd be a shit show. Yeah, it would be <laughs> him drinking it. Not <laughs> Every time I say Gollum, I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> Hold on, because we're talking about the Celtic Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> but I listened to um, Dan Carlin's uh, Celtic Holocaust series, and it is just setting the groundwork of Caesar's invasions of Gaul. And you listen to it, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> like, Caesar, great man, also possibly very evil man. Hmm. <laughs> and it was a very good way of framing the question. Um, and he keeps going back to this core idea that's behind what got him thinking during all this, which was, where would you be willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice uh, your life for? Like, what if you make a list of everything you're willing to like, die for, friends, family, property, loved ones, mass amounts of money, you know, your own personal fortune, safety, your kids, whatever. And then what are you willing to trade on that list for something else on that list? And it becomes all these weird, like, ethical questions of what are you willing to give off of someone else's list to save something off of your list? So it becomes, would you be willing to sacrifice someone else's children, happiness, safety, well-being, like selling them into slavery, if it means that you can walk free? Would you be willing to do that? And it's a really weird look at this thing, and it just runs. He just keeps bringing up this question again and again and again, yeah. reminding you how fucked the goals were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look back at any kind of state in history and just think, yeah, we're, I'm glad we have what we have now. Yeah, we got lucky. Yeah, we got we lucked out. We the natural progression could have went totally different. We could have just stagnated at that point and just got more technology that stayed at the same level of yeah. civility. But luckily, we can advance past that. Yeah, but it was it's a very good series. I'd give it a listen. Um, I had a weird issue where. Um, the one I had downloaded from uh, Podbean stopped, mm-hmm. and like it was like, "Oh, you're done with the episode." It's like six hours long, and I was like, "Okay, it's like f- five hours, fifty nine minutes, and like fifty eight seconds." I was like, "Is that the actual end of the episode, or did it just max out the limit?" <laughs> just kind of so, like, "Nope, that's what you listened." No, you you listened to six hours of this thing. Are you not finished? <laughs> no. Go and read something or play a game or watch some TV. Um, but no, I, I'll go find it. I'll see if I can find the rest of the episode because I don't think I'm finished. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm pretty sure you stopped mid-sentence. Yeah. Like, nah, I, there's there's more here that I need to unpack because I, I I'm almost at the end. Like uh, Caesar's had time to actually pop over to Britain for like five minutes yeah. and then come back and then check out the rest of uh, Gaul. Um, and he said the issues with like the various tribes. I'm like, there's like another good like five years of history left. Yeah, there's still more, more shit to talk about. The weird thing about that campaign is, like, it's, like, before the medieval ages, everyone's just walking around on horses, and yet he does all of this in a year. He just marches around Germany and France kicking the shit out of people for two years solid, but it only takes him two years to kick the shit out of everyone in France. What? (laughs) With a medieval or a pre-medieval army, that doesn't make sense. Like, that should take you a solid ten years at least. So it's very interesting. So give it a go if you've uh, got a spare six hours. <laughs> got a spare six hours. 
and I'm just enjoying what free time I have off now. So I've been listening to just the usual spate of podcasts. Like I have about a backlog of six or seven uh, Joe Rogan episodes to listen to, including the the Bilbo one. That's pretty good. I liked yeah. it. I sent it on to a non-Joe Rogan fan because he's a fan of Bilbo. All right. Well, yeah, you'll enjoy it. It's, it's a good episode to kind of turn people around. But I've been going back and listening to some of Joe Rogan's other stuff. And if someone pointed out a flaw in Joe Rogan's thinking and in Joe Rogan's podcast, and it's now too evident to me. Is it recommending drugs to people? Yeah. <laughs> like just, it'll, it'll, oh, it's been so good. It's it's, so, the, it, nobody's wrong about it. They're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they just randomly talk about something. And go, yeah, that's cool. Did you ever try DMT? Have you ever tried DMT? It's probably the funniest fucking yeah, game I've seen in ages. What was it, when he's, he's talking to somebody and he's just randomly busts out? Have you ever tried the cannabis oil? That helps you sleep. Like, he just kind of recommended drugs to a guy with a PhD. It's, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I, it just it, it's a solution to everything. Like, it's something I clocked onto a, a while back, but seeing it become the meme just because the, the podcast itself is getting more popular and it's getting yeah. more exposure. Um, four chans getting a hold of it as well, and now they're writing green texts yeah. about it, and uh, it's it's the. <laughs> People get even the cadence right of like these short little bursts. Mash, really crazy. You ever see that video of like uh, a gorilla like beating the shit out of like a, a bear? Like, hey, Jamie, bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a little reference of, hey, Jamie, quick, bring that up real quick. Wow, it. it's real weird. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's actually something I've started doing. If just that kind of my favorite thing to do nowadays is just random non sequiturs. Just that somebody will be talking to me, just, oh, do you see what this happened? I'll go, oh, yeah, but uh, you ever heard a robot say the N word? Just kind of let the conversation <laughs> flow out from there. Jamie, but, bring that up. <laughs> oh, just, I was talking to uh, Jamie, talking. bring up the video of the Boston Dynamics robot just saying the N word. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Yeah, bring up that. And where you are, uh, look at the effects of ingesting uh, marijuana instead of smoking it and how that fucks up your body. It's just, I'll randomly say that to someone. Just, you know, uh, marijuana is way more potent if you eat it instead of smoking it, right? And it, I always got a look back of kind of the furrowed brows just going, What'd you just say? Yeah. You know what I said. I'm dropping some truth. <laughs> just the, eco bro in them. The, the problem is that as a bald guy who weightlifts, I automatically look a lot more like Joe Rogan than most people do. Yeah. So if I go around just talking about Joe Rogan's podcast a lot, I end up in fucking trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I find, I've actually did run the, oh, you know, I think it's 11 times more uh, potent than the uh, TV, what's it called again? TBD? No, TBD oil. CBD oil. CBD oil. And there's the thing that actually gets you high. I can't remember what the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, but like, if you do that, like if I did that, I'd be in shit. I'd, yeah. pro- I'd probably get super corporate infringement. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I was just kidding. Couple of breach of copyrights and chucked through though. You get a DM. <laughs> you get a DMCA. I, I do have a funny story actually. Now that we're talking about uh, taking a leap from uh, podcasts, actually, I was listening to. I was listening. I can't remember the name of the podcast, but it, it was an Irish comedian talking to other Irish comedians. Right. I I found it through. Uh, I can't remember the name for the fucking life of me. Yeah, I think it wasn't a well-known Irish comedian, and it'll it'll probably click eventually. Yeah, I think I, I might be talking shit, but yeah. I was listening to a podcast and someone mentioned this story. Do you remember the old TV show Father Ted? Yes. And how there was always a running gag that he stole money from the church and went on a bender in Las Vegas. And yeah. The joke was always, no, no, no. I didn't steal the money. The money was resting in my account. <laughs> how would you, what would your reaction be? And I'm not looking for any kind of shock because this, this story made me piss myself laughing. What would your reaction be to hearing that California nuns stole half a million dollars and went on a gambling spree in Vegas. Nice. I thought that was fucking hysterical. Where is the movie? Two Catholic nuns by the name of Mary Margaret Cooper and Lana Chang took $500,000 in tuition fees and went on a gambling spree in Las Vegas. 
that I just offer is the movie for that. Like that is, if it was stolen from California, someday yeah. there must be tied to LA Hollywood. There's movie rights there. They can make him. They can make the movie. Use the funds to pay back the half million they stole from tuition fees. Okay. The funniest thing about it is this is what the the article goes on to say. The letter, a copy of which was obtained by AFP, states that Krupa and Chang had taken a substantial amount of school funds. I don't think half a million dollars can be quite credited as, as substantial. I think it goes about they took our entire budget for the fucking year <laughs> and went to Vegas and blew the whole thing. That's fucking awesome. Sister Mary Margaret and Sister Lana have expressed this is uh, the archdiocese that's had to deal with this whole shit show. Yeah. Uh, his quote was Sister Mary Margaret and Sister Lana have expressed to me that expressed to me and I asked and I've been asked to convey to you that they have deep remorse. They feel and they f- each feel for their actions. <laughs> and they ask for your forgiveness and prayers. Yeah, fair enough. If you if you're a nun, you have to feel repentant over taking a penny yeah. from the church. <laughs> I think a bit more than just a deep remorse, and they ask for forgiveness through prayer for stealing half a million dollars doesn't quite cut the mustard. <laughs> half a fucking million. That's the thing I love about like really fundamental like Christians you can do the dumbest shit you can do the like most egregious horrific shit yeah there's like the republicans are fucking great at this if you watched it during like the early mid 2000s like 2000 eh, about 8 to 2012 they were fucking aces at this thing where they'd come up and you'd have a guy who was anti-abortion and pro-family and pro like family values um cheated on his wife with the mistress and then forced the mistress to get an abortion twice yeah fucking breaks every one of your values took a step back for uh like basically surrendered the rest of his term um in office and then came back in the next election cycle and said i have asked god for forgiveness and he has allowed me to return and run again (laughs) like jesus Dude, <laughs> no, like no, no, you can't pull that scam. I'm sorry, it's too fucking much. But some there's some people who just have this thing. And they're like, oh, I can get away with this. I can. I ask for forgiveness, and people believe that forgiveness, and you get surprised when they do it again. It's a surprise Pikachu reaction. Huh? <laughs> 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 he did what again? The third time. Wow, he's he really shall gonna... maybe think about not. <laughs> He's going to have to really say sorry to Jesus this time. (laughs) We might not accept his apology this time. (laughs) Ah, fucking love it. There was, uh, before you got onto your your showstopper, which I'm going to hold off for just a second, did you hear that Fortnite is getting sued out the ass? By uh, Carlton. The backpack kid. (laughs) By Alfonso Ribeiro, a.k.a. Carlton, and Donald Faison. Yeah, they're all suing for the dances. Own the dances, or did the dances. Yeah, and Fortnite didn't give them any royalties. They didn't check in. They didn't ask for. Where's the thing dances. is, they didn't copyright it. That's the thing that they're getting them on because it's not being like trademarked, copyrighted. Like, there's yeah. not. I don't know what the exact legal thing you need to do is. Well, I know in Scotland is you can own the certain dance routine. Yeah. If you write a song, if you write a, a musical, and you write choreography for it, you have to then license that out. Uh-huh. So technically, the rerun dance that Turk does is owned by. It's his dance. Yeah, he owns that. Fair enough. He was working for NBC or ABC at the time. Yeah, he owns that. That's his. He, yeah, he's dance. the performer. Yeah. with the art. Yeah, and same with the backpack kid yeah. and Carton. They're all their dances. Well, the thing is that um, 
Carlton has apparently been seen on footage, TMZ footage or something like that. Something. They have him on things saying, oh, I'm just going to be like this guy, but do like one or two little things different. And I'm like, well, does that mean he can be sued? Like, it's just a weird, like, there's weird questions being thrown around of the legality of all this because it's, it's a weird gray area of, yeah. it's it, an artist, but... It's essentially yeah. just, they're doing the same thing as that other guy, but they're doing it in their own way, so technically, it's basically rewriting your thing, rewriting something that's clearly copy and pasted yeah. in your own words. It's essentially, it's something different. It's not the main source line. It kind of... Yeah. Body swerves copyright, almost. I'd be very interested to see where this goes, because yeah, it's... Yeah, I just hope Fortnite disappears, because I'm fucking <laughs> done with seeing it everywhere. If I see one more kid flossing, I should legally be allowed to drop kick them. I've never seen a kid do it in public, though. I mean, I just don't yeah. hang around where kids are, but... Yeah. I, I just I, I never... I occasionally have to go and pick up my pick up my niece from a primary school <laughs> and just as I'm walking through the schoolyard talking to people that I used to go to school with as yeah. they're picking up their kids just kind of going why are there so many kids doing this stupid floss dance it just looks like they're itchy and they're trying <laughs> to scratch all around them it just looks fucking stupid then they oh all it's have, Fortnite he plays it all the time uh, just, oh he spends 18 hours on it a day we pay for him to do it you know he's, he stole my credit card 300 quid's worth of loot boxes what are you going to do I'm dying inside <laughs> <laughs> We paid for the tutor, it's fine. fine. I got a lot of adverts for uh, Udemy, which is, if you're like, it's advertising for me to go and work for them to train people in gaming. Yeah. Like, have you seen my KD ratio? (laughs) It's bad. My my win-loss ratio on Street Fighter 4 was terrifying in the sense that I was terrible at the game. Yeah. I I mean, I love Street Fighter. I will play it, like, in couch co-op, I'll probably beat you. But versus people that play it solely online, I'm not that good. Quite happy to admit that. But I could never show... I could show someone how to play Street Fighter, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to show them how to play it to a degree where they could beat fucking Daigo. Yeah. Our hands if you don't are... know, Daigo is the primero, like, the fucking number one Street Fighter player of all time. Our hands are made for lifting things. Yeah. Not, not delicate work. Right, lifting things or writing things, which yeah. is why I have that writer's bump on my, <laughs> my middle finger from where the pen leans It's in. a nice little callus you got going yeah, there. It's like if you push in, yeah. you can actually see where the pen rests. <laughs> That's what happens when you have to write three fucking pages per question and an exam that only lasts two goddamn hours i don't miss that <laughs> i fucking hate it i don't miss writing an exam here's the bullshit thing there's another thing i wanted to rant about yeah right remember how i fucked my hand vaguely right start uh, it's before we started the podcast again but i'm pretty sure i told you about it. I had my arm in a sling just to kind yeah of, just to kind of heal up right my hand naturally cramps up i asked the invigilator at the end of my end of my first exam right is it okay if i bring in a stress ball just to kind of you know, work my hand out a bit so I'm not cramping up. And he went, no. How? I don't know what you could be putting on that. And I said, it's a bright green stress ball. You'll be able to see whatever I'm writing on. Sorry, mate, it's not allowed. You can bring water, pens, your phone as long as it's switched off, and your matriculation card. That's what I can bring in. I went, but I've got injuries. Yeah. And even then, like, you say, am I okay to bring in the stress ball? I'll let you look at it. Yeah. Like, you can, you can just it. check it out. Like, here, it's just a stress ball. I just thought I get hand cramps. Yeah. I just need to just kind of squeeze the hand yeah. a bit. And I wasn't able to. And another thing that fucking bugged me about the vigil- invigilator says you're allowed to take in a statute book, which is all the legislation for a certain topic that you would need for your exam. Yeah. It's the only kind of cheat sheet that you're allowed. It's a pretty good cheat sheet, though. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> especially for something like the law of human rights. It's all legislation. And all legislation is linked to a case. So you're just going, oh, Article 16 or Article 6. Oh, I know three cases for that. Uh, the only way, the only way you can bring it into the exam is if it's unmarked and unannotated. So you can't put lines or through it. You can't put any kind of page numbers, like little sticky notes in it. Yeah. You can't mark it or anything. So the way around that is you fold the pages over. You just put a little tiny corner, fold that in. Invigilators will not check it. They'll just kind of let you go. Just go. 
Right, right, it's dog-eared. That's fine. Yeah. Son of a bitch invigilator, when looking through the books, you have to look through them, make sure you've not uh, glued in any extra notes. She literally went through my book, all 300 pages of it, and just like unfolded my fucking pages. And I just kind of looked at her going, are you serious? If it wasn't for the fact that you could literally kick me out of this exam right now, I would have fucking shouted at you. Lady, are you real? Bitch, please. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking, that's it was harsh. infuriating. Because she'd done it, because obviously it goes in rows and stuff, so the person in front of me got it, the person to the left, and then all the way out of the class. The only people that didn't get it were the people at the far end of the room that she didn't reach in time. Excuse how long does this take? There's like a class of what, like 20 of you guys? Uh, yeah, class of it. No, there's huge classes. Because like, it's not just the people in my year that are doing it. Oh, right. There's other people that are resets. There's other people that are doing it. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we do open university exams and stuff as well, but they get to do open book. Right. Um, they all have been there as well, so it could be upwards of about 40, 50 people in the room. And you're going to go through a 300-page book yeah, for each one? Yeah, there's usually about three or four people. Three or four invigilators just walking through, just reading the book. But yeah, she had, she actually just went through and go, you can't have that. Just started unfolding all my pages. Suck and, a dick. And just, <laughs> right, two reasons. One, all you're, do- you, all you're doing is slowing down my reading process. Number two, I can still see the crease in the page. You have achieved nothing. <laughs> no, fucking that, just, that, that somebody was like, I had a bad day. Fuck it, I'm going to steal it. out on you. Motherfucker. <laughs> she got cut off by a bearded guy in traffic. Yeah. Maybe her son's a bearded man and he left the home. Maybe she had some real nesting issues. So at the uh, start of the podcast, after Dom apologising for the sniffles, yeah. we... Promised you one list. Alpha. It is the most important list that you will hear this year. Dead people. No, no. Who died in 2018? Because if Burt Reynolds not as number one, I'm going to kill somebody. Then put them at the bottom of the list to show them where they're wrong. <laughs> this is the pecking order. <laughs> Burt Reynolds Burt at Reynolds. the top. Oh shit, not Stan Lee, Burt Reynolds. Eh, we have a joint first. Joint, yes. It has to be Stan Lee and Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Stan Lee, Burt Reynolds, important people. Family and friends, you're a bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're punk ass. So, the most important list of the year. What did we get stuck in our rectums? Okay. <laughs> this was... Did people, uh, did people take shove it in my stocking to mean something different? <laughs> this is from Deadspin, who are a... some. It's like a newsletter that you get through like your emails and stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. And they went through um, the reports taken from the US Consumer Product Safety Commission's database of emergency room visits. All these descriptions are verbatim, so just what was written by the probably horrified nurse or physician in the ER or okay. in the emergency room. And uh, <laughs> they actually take a look at you know, different orifices, starting at the top, working down. Okay, as you do. In the ear, necklace. Uh, placed crayon in the ear on a dare, was written on one form. Okay. Uh, was bored at school, put part of a pen in the ear. Yeah, that's fairly standard. These are fairly standard so far. Except the necklace. Yeah. Who just, that's mean, kind who, of impressive. Yeah, I mean, who could shove a whole necklace? Because you'd have to dangle it in, yeah. tilt your head, and kind of let it wind in. Got to work the angles. Uh, the yeah. drain plug. Is it, Isn't it, the sink plug? Yeah. That got shoved in someone's ear? Yeah. Around the ear, surely. I, I, it just, I, just, I just have the words here. Sadly, there are no photos. <laughs> if there had photos, this would be entirely me just going, look at this. <laughs> it's weird. How is it in there? <laughs> um, a match, end of a comb. Um, someone said, I always put toilet paper in my ear when showering. I just can't get it out. <laughs> Maybe because you're letting the toilet paper get wet. Yeah. Um, Strange. A, a toy mouse. 
Somebody put popcorn kernels in both her ears to feed her ears because her ears were hungry. That's someone who's on ketamine. That's a fucking high person. Uh, Someone's on bustles. Uh, a piece of a gelatinous toy that expands with water. <laughs> uh, tampon, obviously, yeah. in the ear. Uh, that ear gyno. Uh, although the winner for the ear, uh, oh, it's a joint winner. Because okay. Q-tips always score maximum points. Mm. Put bleach on a Q-tip to clean the ear. Chemical mm. burn. <laughs> Jesus. Surely soap hot water instead of the bleach would work instead of yeah. you know, burning your ears. As somebody who has the occasional wax build up, it's hot water. Occasionally oil to help loosen yeah. the, the, the wax and then you flush it out with hot water. Never use bleach on your ear. Yeah, Never thought I'd have to specify yeah. that. Well, and then again, then, in, in, the, in the year 2000, we never thought we'd have to tell people to stop eating... Tide pods. Tide pods and uh, washing machine tablets. <laughs> and then... What, what 2019's version of that is going to be? That's a good question. That's a good question. Yes. I think 2019's Answer's going to be very interesting. So, um, then was cleaning ear with Q-tip... Don't eat your cat. <laughs> was cleaning ear with Q-tip accidentally walked into wall, pushed Q-tip <laughs> into no, ear. stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh, he just got like, probed. Oh, no. <laughs> Like, I, I'm always conscious of you know putting the, the sort of earbuds in my ear. Yeah. But if it goes any further, like, oh god, oh. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, so for the nose this time, rubber band. Okay, that's right. Butterfly. A butterfly. Yeah. Who sees a butterfly flapping about? Who has the dexterity to catch a butterfly and just go? You're going in the nostril, pal. <laughs> uh, a pink vitamin. A pig vitamin. Pink. Pink vitamin. Because that pig vitamin is much weirder. Uh, okay, pink vitamins. <laughs> uh, a person went to the hospital after they sneezed and a computer keyboard key came out. Jesus. <laughs> then they went to the hospital because they sneezed again and another one almost came out but got stuck. <laughs> How far are they going into the nose? I mean, I know there's a big cavity there that links up with the throat. Yeah. But fuck me. Yeah, I mean... Computer keys are big things. You can't fit them. She must have a big nose. He, or he or she must have a big nose. And uh, second place goes to the piece of steak. Why would you use good steak? Shove it up your nose. Winner is definitely sex toy. Again, whose nostril is that big that you can shove a whole dildo up there? I, I, feel, I get the feeling that's Gavin Free. I'm sorry. <laughs> Th- throat for <laughs> banana. Okay. Plastic toy banana. <laughs> Someone trying to eat a toy banana. I mean, there's always that one kind of gullible person in every friend group. He's going, yeah, sure, it's banana. Oh, it tastes like plastic. Uh, a pretty understandable one. You can see where this is lad humour gone wrong. Had wife's earring in mouth and accidentally swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eat your earring, man. <laughs> no, that's an oh, argument. Shit. That's an argument. Just going, Can fuck it. Hang. Fuck you, Janice. <laughs> Uh, toy horn. Please tell me that squeaked. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, steel wool. You know what you used to scrub a pan? Yeah, I mean, I used to be a KP for a while. I never once looked at the steel wool and thought, you can what? I'm hungry. <laughs> That's gone in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that right in my mouth. I mean, I've got fillings as well, so that would just hurt. <laughs> Um, we are going to go to, we're going to skip over penis. We're going to go to the vagina. Yeah, okay. 
for now. Uh, <laughs> we're going for that dick later on, boy. Don't you worry. Small child's tie. Baton. Coloured pencil. <laughs> Inserted a crayon into vagina. Can't remember if it came out. <laughs> that's, that's the level of drunk as you unheard of. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be smashed to go, well, I put a purple one in there and I don't know where it went. The uh, the toy plastic banana is there on the list as well again. The plastic what? Toy plastic banana. <laughs> the same, same one that got stuck banana. in the guy's throat. <laughs> uh, had an egg vibrator come apart in vagina, leaving part of it and five batteries in the vaginal canal. <laughs> and the absolute winner for me. Slipped and fell on wet floor at home and also had a sex toy stuck in vagina for eight months. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Eight fucking months. Uh, so, uh, rectum. Because okay. this, was, the entire point of this was stuff stuck in your ass. And this was like the fifth category. This is the last category that they show you. Um, ornamental Christmas uh, decoration. <laughs> I caught Tom Midy on there and he was not ready who for his... Fuck, who the fuck goes, oh, this is, this is the ornamental family... Christmas angel. The Christmas I remember when star. grandma gave this to me. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> that out of Germany in my eyes. <laughs> and now I shall return the pilgrimage. <laughs> <laughs> and now you must return it to Germany and your ass son. Go, make haste. <clears throat> Shot glass. Okay, why? Uh, SD card. <laughs> that does not give you more brain power. <laughs> <laughs> Need more storage. <laughs> I can't think. Oh God, there you go. 64 gigs up the ass. <laughs> One of those guy was quoted as saying it sat down on sofa and accidentally sat on ballpoint pen, pen lodges and rectum. <laughs> sure you did, buddy. Yeah, sure you, you did. Bored. Uh, me that shit. You were like, bored. It's fine, it's 2018. You can be yeah, gay now. I, just, I, won't, I won't kink shame you, dude. Just, don't even have to be gay. Sometimes people just like stuff in their ass. It's yeah. fine. Do what you got to do. That's my question. Uh, we have a series of bottles, plastic pill bottle. Mm hmm. Travel size mouthwash bottle, okay. small shampoo bottle, full size shampoo bottle. <laughs> I, like, I like to think they were the same guy. Just going, you know what? The, the, the smaller one wasn't big enough. Uh, Give me the full size motherfucker. Golf ball, and again with the theme of escalation, two golf balls in the bag. Ah. <laughs> uh, Right, and then, because uh, we all have a good drink, took a soda bottle with fireball whiskey via his rectum. Ah, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. The last two words are and squeezed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't understand why more people don't come by my house more often. <laughs> fireball whiskey. <laughs> by its very definition, it's going to be kind of spicy whiskey. <laughs> What possessed you to go, oh, this would taste good in my bum? <laughs> Give it that, in the bunghole. That's Give me I that mean. cayenne pepper blast. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a cayenne pepper enema. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. We have Handle of Broom. After seeing 13 uh, Reasons Why Season 2, that's not okay. Um, candle and a condom seems fairly standard, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, seven ounce beer bottle. Kind of impressed me. Jesus. Kind of curious as to what quantifies a significant amount of string. 
That does beg the question, how long is a piece of string? Hmm. Oh, Dom. <laughs> well done, Dom. I hope you're proud of yourself. I'm exceptionally proud of myself. Um, there's, there's one here that kind of bothers me, though. iPad stylus. Right, I thought you were just going to say iPad. <laughs> he rolled up an iPad now. Dom, you think I'd have missed that one off the list? That would have been the first thing I mentioned. <laughs> iPad stylus? Did he make iPad stylus? Yes, they do. And they're fucking expensive. An iPad Pro stylus is about 80 to $90. Jesus Christ. Someone was like, that is going in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just spent $90 on this thing. By Jesus' name, this is going in my asshole. Right, so I think this is where we get the best cringe out of the segment. Okay. Time to talk about dicks. Because, <laughs> of course, men just couldn't resist. Yeah. Let's start obvious. Pipe cleaner. It's not, the, not the most obvious thing. <laughs> really? It's literally a pipe. <laughs> I mean, who wants to set up the seat? Just hold on, I'm going to be like it's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> no, as in like a piece of tubing. <laughs> not a smoking, but oh, it's probably a good smoke a dick. Um, straw. Thin electrified rod. <laughs> Domino. <laughs> Right, so I'm wrong with that boy. You know, to the people that are putting these shit in their offices, it's called the television. <laughs> television, books. There's a whole internet. Games, consoles, there. the internet. Did you, the people that are putting these things in their offices would do so well on the internet, they'd be fucking successful. If I can't find one of these on the internet, I'm going to be very fucking right. <laughs> Back of remote control. That was fun. <laughs> Who's taking the Virgin Media remote apart to replace the batteries and just go, you know what? That's going in the penis. <laughs> this part goes in my dick hole. <laughs> this part here, does here mean dick? Um, Metal paper clip. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope. Those are pointy at the end. Yep. Like they're, really, really they're pointy. They're smooth. Uh, toilet paper. Pen cap. Uh, put soap on electrical wire. Inserted ah. wire in penis. Why would you put... No. Fucking stop putting things near your dick. A crack vial. A crack what? Crack vial. Like a little vial of crack. Okay. In the dick. <laughs> How do you take your crack? Uh, penis. <laughs> Penally? <laughs> Penally. Crafting string. Fork, pen and jelly wrapper. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Jelly wrapper? Yeah. Is it something you put jam in? I don't know. It's uh, a big jar. Let me Google it. Just chain... <laughs> straight up chain just just the word chain uh, pieces of plastic hanger oh nope no exactly pointy now this is specifically mentioning uh, the band th- uh, the brand 3M which is the people who make like uh, glue adhesive stuff yeah 3M command strip plastic hook so that's like I guess it's just like a thing you just peel the back of it off and just slam it on the wall and you've got a hook there yeah to attach stuff somebody somehow put part of that in or on their penis I tried to figure that one out because I read the cellar. I was like, how? Are they trying to act like some kind of bat that hangs by the genitalia? That'd be fucking brilliant. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> that guy would just dismember himself. He's the new Batman. <laughs> he's the new ben- Batman, but his hands are free for... <laughs> Look, but I have no hands. <laughs> oh, wait, mum's dead. Because <laughs> oh, I'm Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> and the last one, and I'm just going to do this for the factor, fingernail clippings. Yeah. <laughs> No, that shit is sharp. And most people nowadays go fucking months with it fucking cutting their goddamn fingernails, so they get long and nasty. And, ah. and there's two sharp, pointy bits. Yeah, and either it's like a boomerang that you're shoving up your dick. <laughs> nasty. And I thought sounding was bad. 
<laughs> Dom's been disgusted. No. <laughs> so, oh God, new jibberfish rule that, that we go into 2019. Don't shove things in your dick. Don't be a dick and then don't shove things in your dick. Yeah, just leave the dick area alone. It's an area to be treated only nicely. <laughs> don't have to do it with respect and love and dignity. Just don't do that to yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, if do what you want to do, but just don't shove shit in there. It's just not. It's not going to end well for you, for you or your genitals. <laughs> just, it's just, no. Dom's got a thousand yards there. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. I'm kind of dead inside me. <laughs> Why do people? I mean, the paperclip that got me. Because <laughs> that is not smooth. It's not smooth down at the end. So that's that's hurting. It's just that you know that there was an amount of time that guy spent just like folding it back out. out yeah. <laughs> Can't have any kinks in this. This could get painful. Yeah. Straighten it back out again. Straighten the next part. There's like six bends in that yeah, thing you just have to straighten out. Cracking it out. There's like the, the, the proper like arched bits at the end. Yeah. You have to like really pull and flat and stuff out there. Yeah. That You'd took have to just, time. You know, get a little toffee hammer and just bang it. All the, the dents and the kinks. Do you prep the paper clip? Or do you just get the erection and think, fuck, where's a paperclip? <laughs> That's the thing. There's so, logistically, there's a lot to figure out first. Do you shove it in without bending it? Or do you flatten it out? Or, it's a lot of work. You just don't do it. So you're going to save yourself at least an hour and a half, so hour and a half work. <laughs> just a just guy out there in a workstation just hammering away. Daddy, <laughs> go, daddy, what are you doing? Shut up. <laughs> this is grown-up stuff. This is, I'll be, go play with your toys. This is man's time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding. Eventually, you see her screaming coming down from the garage. Ah, it worked. <laughs> what was that? Daddy's just hurt himself. <laughs> Should I go help? No. no you stay up here <laughs> for legal reasons. <laughs> Daddy could go to jail if you want help. <laughs> so, I'm telling that we've been thoroughly disgusted. I think it's time to draw the episode to a close. Yep. I just want to say thank you all for joining us in 2019. It's been a hell of a ride getting yeah. the podcast back up and running. Hope you've enjoyed yourself and hope you stay around for uh, 2019. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I think I said 2019 twice. Yeah, you said 2019 twice, but I'm that disgusted with the guys from thinking I was up his dick. I didn't pay attention. So thanks for joining us in 2018, yeah. apparently. Hope you continue to join us in 2019 because yeah. we hope to get more consistent. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but we hope happen. for it. We're going to aim to be more consistent. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to find out when we're putting out new episodes, follow us on Twitter at Jibberfish. Yep. Um, I've been Colin Graham at Aaron Lord Mad. He's at, been Dom Anderson. At Dom Anderson 25 on Twitter. See, if I make you say it, I don't have to remember what the fuck yeah. it is. And uh, we've been talking Jibberfish. <laughs>